Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Nickel IDP podcast. I'm your host, John Macri, PFF's IDP specialist and data analyst. This time right here is a lot of Dynasty Manager's favorite part of the offseason since we are in the thick of draft season. We are going to dive bells deep into the 2022 rookie class, starting with the linebacker position. So keep your notebook handy because it's going to be a good one. Let's get it. Now, I know I'm not in the minority when I say that I love the NFL draft and the discussions around the incoming crop of rookies, because last year when we did this show, it was one of the hottest episodes of the year, doing the deep dive into 10 of the top linebackers in the 2022 class. And I stand by that the reason for that hotness was the man joining me today from IDPguys.org, my Molson brother, the one and only Kyle Bellafuel. KB, how's it going, my man? Dude, it's going good, man. Molson brothers for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about uh, the basically Canadian weather that you guys get yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a mix of everything right now. Uh, it got nice for a little bit. Now we're uh, we had a snowstorm was a disaster now we got another one coming here and we weren't sure if we could record but it held off it knew it had to hold off right <laughs> yeah yeah they knew rookie linebackers needed to be discussed so <laughs> yeah. we're like all right we'll hold off a little bit longer yeah we had the we had a snowstorm on uh, on sunday too after like almost two weeks of nice weather and all the winter snow had melted oh. and uh yeah it's 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 a nightmare this is what we deal with we had snow up until like mid-may last year it was freaking crazy i know man it, it's like it just won't give up you know it's like yeah. when, just when you think it's over now one last you know here you go just to send you off <laughs> yeah one last kick in the balls <laughs> for <of> sure <laughs> So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we were dealing with the frozen tundra here. How have you been actually speaking of which how have you been enjoying the uh, the roller coaster that is the Packers uh, offseason? Oh, my <laughs> God. Man. You know, it's it's really been something. I um I was under the impression that when we signed Rogers and got that done, that, you know, the Devonte Adams deal would follow. You know, I kind of thought that was a package deal. Um, right. And uh, yeah, that was um, well, then. Before that, we signed, you know, before the Adams huge news, we signed Devontae Campbell back. I was super pumped yep. about that. Um, obviously, he was like a massive part of our defense last year. And I'd uh, love to see that. It was a super, uh, it was a five year, $50 million deal, but it's right. very friendly the first few years, um, which was awesome to see. So, and then bang, Devontae Adams is gone. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure who we're gonna throw to right now <laughs> oh man you, you get juan juan winfrey yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh it's it's interesting uh lazard's tendered i believe at a second right. round um i like lazard lazard i know we're here to talk defense but <laughs> no no <laughs> I, I like lazard but he's not exactly um gonna fill the number one role you know yeah excellent blocker excellent reliable aaron Rodgers trusts him on third down you know real good player but we need we need to add some some oh, weapons yeah, <laughs> yeah for it's, sure it's I been mean, interesting like you said <laughs> all the all the the years of uh people mocking <laughs> wide receivers to the packers in the first round it, it has to come to fruition this year you just feel like if they don't aaron Rodgers might just 
straight up retire at this point. I know, like it, you know, like you said, for years it's always oh they got to go wide receiver, like, right? I don't know, like you got to now. Like I just don't see how you don't. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I mean, unless. Like, I don't know who else they could – I mean, I guess they're talking about, like, DK Metcalf is on the trade block and stuff like that. So who knows if there's still time for them to do something. But, man, yeah, it's it's, it's a rough wide receiver core, that's for (laughs) sure. But (laughs) Yeah, you know, I guess I'm I'm trusting that they put some kind of plan forward uh, when when they got Rodgers. Because he said he knew Devontae wasn't coming back. So um, He said he knew that? I'm pretty sure he was – he said – don't mark my words. I thought I saw something. It could have been a you know false okay, report. I haven't seen anything. I thought it was something like he knew, but um, wow. You, you got to think there was a plan there. Yeah. Um, like hey, yeah, hey we're gonna make a move and draft a guy. But Rogers is a I, tricky uh, quarterback because if he don't trust you, <laughs> yeah, he'll disown you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and, and his whole family. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. It's been a wild off season, man. That is for sure. So yeah. with all the free agency and the trades and the signings, it's been it's been pretty nuts. But I'm I'm looking forward to kind of turning focus to the draft and um yeah, some of the IDPs. Like I haven't had a chance to to cover any of the rookie IDPs yet anywhere. So this will be this will be good. This will be my first uh, chance to cover them and and talk about them and my thoughts on them and I know you've written up them uh, written up a few guys already um for idpguys.org but um yeah I'll, I'll eventually I'll get uh, I'll get my write-ups for some of these players up on pff.com as well but uh looking forward to doing it on the on the podcast first and and talking it over with you and getting your thoughts on these guys for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely looking forward to this. Um, I haven't had a chance to really talk too much rookies yet either. I wrote up the um, the combine recap, kind of covered like, I don't know, it was like nine or ten players that just kind of, you know, yeah. flashed and, and really did well for themselves. But, um, yeah, I haven't really got to sit down and, and talk rookies much yet. So this is – I'm super pumped, man. I had a lot of fun last year when we did it. And, right. um, yeah, looking forward to getting your thoughts on these guys as well, man. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun last year. Like mm-hmm. that was our first time doing a podcast together. Yeah. And it, we ended up doing two, yeah, <laughs> uh, because we enjoyed it so much. We brought, uh, sure. we did it after the draft as well, and and covered those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk through these guys that I know um, at the end. We'll we'll end up ranking them, but. Um, you know the NFL draft hasn't happened yet. We've got to get people ready for for their rookie drafts, basically, and um, we still want to arm folks with with all the information that we can, so that they can, um, uh, you know, that nobody is left unprepared, basically, when it comes to draft comes time to draft these players. So we came up with the list of ten linebackers, like I said, uh, that we're what we're going to do is work through each of them and and hit up their pros and cons. Uh, overall thoughts and and like our favorite landing spot for each guy. So I think we'll work through it alphabetically um, by last name. And then once we get through all 10 guys, we will rank them at the end, our top 10. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, we'll, you want to get into it? Yeah, dude, let's, uh, let's do it, man. All right, sweet. So you get to lead us off with the man from Montana State. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Troy Anderson out of Montana State. Um, he put everybody uh, on notice when he ran a four four two forty at the combine. Um, I knew he was fast, but that's that's freaking fast, man. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's a really uh, impressive combination of size and speed. He's six three and a half, two forty three, and then like I said, the four four two forty. I mean, that is uh, that, that's quite the combo there. Um, 
and he, he's a really good athlete, you know, just all around athlete. He moves real well. Um, he played quarterback and running back uh, to start his, his career at Montana state. Right. So, I mean, the dude can literally do it all. So it's, yeah. it is pretty wild. And then this year was, I believe is, is, his first year full-time linebacker. Cause he kind of split some playing offense, defense. And um, he, he was fantastic. And uh, he, he's a real, he's a real aggressive player. You know, when he makes his read and he's con- he's a confident guy, he just gets downhill and attacks. So I really like that about him. Um, like I say, he's a fluid mover. Um, there was a couple of reps in the in the South Dakota State game where he kind of came up in on play action and then just recovered super fast. Like he just moves. He's, and he's just this big, longer, you know, well-built linebacker. And I was just like, man, he just moves real well. Um, it kind of caught my eye. And um, yeah, he, he can fly. He's got legit range. Um, you know, he can, yeah. he can, uh, he can cover the field. Um, I thought his, his, he's got coverage upside, um, but it's kind of developing. I think it's a work in progress uh, overall. And I think it's, you know, mostly he's just an inexperienced player. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, he played multiple positions. Um, there was, it was in that same South Dakota state game. Um, he, he had the tight end manned up and he kind of backpedaled and it was a, uh, an outbreaker and it's like he was just a little bit late on reading it and the guy got a got a big game but then the next series he just straight up read the the tight end screen and blew it up right. so i mean it's just kind of like i mean it's there it's just kind of a little work in progress but it's kind of expected when a guy was playing quarterback and running back makes <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the transition um so you know i think his instincts are, are certainly developing um overall but i think he, he definitely should progress once he gets more experience you know he, he he stands out on the field you know yeah and obviously the level of competition is Leicester being Montana State they don't play Alabama they don't you know, they don't play Georgia <laughs> um so you know that's a little bit of a knock as well but um you could get away with a little more playing playing uh some of the smaller schools but overall I, I'm I'm excited about Anderson um he stand he stands out you know like I said, bigger guy, fast. He covers ground, and it's um, there's some there's some real nice flashes um, in his game, and and I, I I'm I'm really curious to see how the NFL values him. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that will be interesting. Um, and then I mean, yeah, we'll 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 talk uh, like our favorite landing spots for him. We'll after like uh, yeah, just to kind of cover like a little bit of what I I was thinking and seeing very similar things like that you did, right? Like he can he can absolutely fly. Um yeah. and he he does. He shows off his range like quite a bit and <laughs> and he hits hard too. He's he's got he's got some power absolutely. to him. So yeah, so I like that about him and like you said it, it, he does stand out, right? And I I I know it is the FCS so the yeah. competition isn't the same, but um you still you want to you want a guy that's going to stand out at least to, to mm-hmm. know that he's dominating that competition competition so um yeah i mean his i had him uh as a positive like his open field tackling i think he wraps up he takes down running backs cleanly does a good job there um and like you mentioned aggressive in attacking his gaps he gets in the backfield quickly and he makes a lot of plays doing that um and i thought he did a good job of stacking and shedding his blocks as well um this is something that you know, not a lot of the linebackers in this class are are particularly great at. I know they're they're again facing tougher competition, but I think he does a really good job of getting off those kind of second level blocks and and freeing himself up to make those to make those plays. Um, 
And then another pro I had for him was that he was a decisive blitzer. So he's, mm-hmm. he's not asked to do it a lot. Yeah. I think he had just 42 pass rush or blitz attempts in 2021, but he doesn't really show any kind of hesitation. Uh, he attacks the quarterback, and and when he's given that green light, he definitely goes for it. So um, that, that was nice to see. Uh, and then as far as the negatives for him, one of the small ones I, I put was he's got to work on those hands. He's had He had like two super easy interceptions yeah. <laughs> in his hands, and he dropped them both. Um, that That's disappointing as somebody that used to play on offense. Right, <laughs> like right. a former running back. <laughs> Um, so, and then the, one of the bigger ones is the, the overall coverage, mm-hmm. um, for him, not, he's not asked to do like a ton in coverage at a, a lot of college linebackers aren't, but he basically plays the hole or that hook curl area of the field and zone. Yep. Um, but I just felt like, like you said, a little bit late to recognize his assignments kind of gets sucked into the, the kind of the eye candy mm-hmm. on, on the play and, uh, gets himself out of position. And I did notice like he had probably one of the more embarrassing plays of the season <laughs> um, <laughs> is against uh, Idaho State. I think it was where he, he like he drops into coverage in the end zone, um, ends up getting beat pretty badly. Um, but the quarterback makes such a bad throw behind the wide receiver uh, that it actually ends up back in Anderson's vicinity and he slaps the ball back to the wide receiver who is really nowhere near the ball and it ends up being a touchdown. <laughs> so Jesus. that was that was a pretty rough one yeah. to watch. I felt bad for him because it was it was embarrassing on multiple levels. But <laughs> um <laughs> Well, you know, these, I mean, these things happen. They're, yeah. they're linebackers in coverage. You're, there's going to be a few bad plays, that's for sure. So, um, and, you know, I, I talked about him being like a, a good tackler in open field. He does still have some missed tackles that mm-hmm. I think like needs to be cleaned up. And he did clean them up a bit from like 2020 to 2021. He went from like an 18.8% missed tackle rate to just 10.5% uh, missed tackle rate on almost double the snap. So, Still some work to do there, but that's like he actually did a nice job kind of cleaning that up. And that's solid progress um, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, especially on like a, a larger workload, yeah. like you say, right? Yeah, you like to see that. Basically, his first full time year. Yep, definitely like to see that. Yeah, so like you said, former running back and quarterback converted to linebacker. He's actually not bad, or at least he's better than, well, I thought. I thought he was better than like Chaz Surratt was last year. Yeah. Um, was another former quarterback, right? <laughs> but he's <laughs> his run defense is solid. He understands his gaps. He can get off blocks, makes a good amount of tackles in open space. Obviously, like I said, the missed tackles still kind of being an issue. Um, but he does make enough plays. He, he had 67 defensive stops, which led the FCS in 2021, which I thought was really wow. uh, impressive. Um, he did have a he had a good coverage grade. I think it was, I have it here somewhere, 86.4 coverage grade, which is very good. I just think it might be a little misleading because he's just not asked to do all that much. Mm-hmm. And the quarterbacks in the FCS are just so bad. Um, but yeah, yeah the, 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 route, the, the route trees are a little different. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there, there's definitely some some things to take into account there when you see those numbers. But yeah, he's, I, he does get himself a little bit out of position and zone a little bit too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise I like him a, a fair bit as like a, like a project linebacker. Um, somebody yeah. might not be able to start right away, but, um, could eventually develop and, you know, Hey, you, you know, who else went to Montana state, right? No, the greasy haired goat himself, Alex Singleton. That's right. Oh my <laughs> goodness. The greasy <laughs> Well, he's going to be good then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's at least going to be a super efficient yeah, tackle. <laughs> he's at least going to be a, a tackle hog. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty that funny. Is funny. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I Alex Singleton has kind of been everywhere now. Yeah. He played in the CFL. Yeah. He played yeah FCS. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, I ended up liking him a decent amount. How, what did you uh, What did you have as your your ideal landing spot for him or a favorite landing spot? Well, this is kind of a, a fun landing spot, I guess, if you will. Or I was it's kind of thought it would be fun to watch. I, I picked Dallas. Nice. Because okay. I was like, you know, they brought LVE back on a one-year deal, right? Yeah. So they have him in store. They could kind of let Micah Parsons – they should just let Micah Parsons do whatever Micah Parsons yeah, wants. Yeah, whatever he wants. he just yeah. destroys everything. Um, <laughs> so I thought, you know, what the hell? Anderson can can sit and develop. He's He needs time. I mean, like we said, he's a work in progress. He, there's flashes um, and stuff, but he's a work in progress. And I thought, man, that would be a fun duo if he can progress like we hope. Like him and Micah Parsons right. would just be destroying stuff, man. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. It would break the hearts of a lot of Jabril Cox uh, fans out it there yes, who have been hoping for him to get a chance. But yeah, <laughs> I think that would be fun. Uh, yeah, I put um, – so I actually, I actually put the landing spot before – um alex singleton signed there but i put the denver broncos oh nice um so there, there would be the chance for obviously the two montana state guys to to be together but i know they have baron browning they brought back like josie jewel um they signed singleton they got jonas griffin just justice justin sternad they're all still there i don't you know i think it just like you said more of like a developmental spot mm. for a chance for him to emerge as relevant over time none of these guys are really on long-term deals yeah other than browning so it's, it might not be right away for him, but I think he has a chance, uh, you know, if he sits behind a few guys and, and gets used to uh, the speed of the NFL and the competition, I think he could uh, end up developing a little bit there. No, I like that spot too. It makes sense, especially with uh, Josie Jewell bringing him back, bringing him, bringing him back if he can get healthy after his knee injury there. Um, he seems, you know, they, they kind of like how he holds it down, you know, right. it, there's a good guy to learn from and. You know, Anderson has a ton more to offer athletically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, getting, like you said, caught up with the speed of the game and developing it. It's a nice spot, too. I like that. All right. All right. The next guy on the list is Brian Asamoa from Oklahoma. So some of his positives for me were, again, kind of showing off that range and the speed. He plays more like a modern day kind of uh, your will linebacker. Uh, I know they call it still, but um, because of his size, he moves better than some of the other players in this class. He he, he looks almost like a box safety, um, but I think we're seeing a lot of teams kind of do that in converting those those types of players to the linebacker position. Um, and his range does come into play a decent amount, especially in the Baylor game. There's a handful of really nice sideline to sideline mm-hmm. plays in there. If you want to see uh, him show off his range, that's a good one to that's good tape to watch. Uh, sheds with finesse and speed. He's not going to win with power or size, but he does a nice job at slipping around the blocks uh, in order to win before he gets locked up. Um, and I put his man coverage uh, was was pretty good um, from what I saw, like in his senior bowl one on ones. He's he's a little grabby for sure, mm-hmm. um, but he at least wasn't getting like cooked in the, in those one on ones like some of the other linebackers, um, which basically is what they're there for is to get destroyed by running yes. backs and tight ends. So absolutely. Um, they're there to get yeah. uh, put put on blast. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I thought I thought Asamoa did a nice job, uh, handled himself fairly well from the one on ones that I was able to watch. Um, so some of the negatives, what I, 
his tackling. Uh, he he definitely makes a ton of tackles because he plays a ton. Um, and there's mm. there's some violence to his game for sure. But I think there's also a fair amount to clean up. He, he, I find that he kind of reaches or, or slips off potential tackle attempts quite a mm. bit. Um, and it could be a size issue um, where, where or it's some technique stuff there that he needs to work on. But um, just doesn't create a lot of negative plays for the offense. Um, just two tackles at or behind the line of scrimmage for him uh, in 2021 against the run. So he had a very high average depth of tackle for 4.34 yards, uh, which is which is high for a linebacker. So um, so some stuff to kind of keep an eye on there. And then he, he can get washed out a little bit as well. He plays his gaps well, but when he, he you know, even if it's a tight end, um, he, he can he can often get washed out in the run game. Usually it's offensive linemen, obviously, but those tight ends, uh, I've seen uh, a few times of them kind of getting their hands on him and, and, and blocking him out. So, he, you know, he, he's definitely a smaller linebacker we but we've seen those guys be successful in the yep. nfl um you know the Dion jones or matt milano's of the world um so i i do like the way he moves in coverage there's definitely some work to be done um as far as coverage skills go but he has the tools to be a decent coverage backer i think and i i want to see i want to see how his quick how well his quickness translates to the nfl because it if it does and he's able to kind of slip around those blocks uh, like he was in college, then I think that'll be a huge plus for him. Uh, it doesn't have like a ton of pass rush attempts, but he's fast enough to be deployed as a blitzer when needed. Um, and like I said, he feels more of like that kind of true will linebacker it might be utilized a little bit more on on passing downs than rundowns. And, and maybe that's just something that's early in his career. But that was the kind of that was kind of what I got from him. How about you? Yeah, uh, a lot of the same. Um, you know, I thought athletically, he's a really good athlete. He has sideline to sideline range. Um, he showed it off, like you said, in that Baylor game. Um, I liked, you know, I, I, his tape kind of grew on me um, as I watched it. It really did. Um, I liked the aggressiveness he played with. Like when he made his read, he really just confidently made it and, and, and attacked and, and went after it. Um, I like that. I thought as well, there is some coverage upside with this game. Um I thought he had some nice zone drops, and like you said, in man, there was some some nice flashes there as well. So he, um, he definitely has some coverage upside, um, and I thought his he had really good like change of direction. There was there was a few times he's kind of got a little bit of twitch in him. There, there was a few times where he was sliding down the line, he was able to stop and and go, you know, like stop, go and turn, and, and like he just kind of he's gonna have to. He's a smaller guy. He's gonna have to be crafty, like you said, to navigate yeah. the mess and slip blocks because. He's not a, not an overly big uh, a linebacker, so you know I thought you know um, a flexibility movement wise, he had a pretty nice change of direction. There was a couple of times he came up, pressed the line hard, and was able to retreat pretty fluidly. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of the same uh, it, for the pros as you. And uh, yeah, I mean the cons, like you said, smaller linebacker. I thought um, he he's got a small frame and he struggles to get off blocks. When they get into him, yeah. he's gonna get blown back. So he's gonna have to he's got to be crafty. You know, he's gonna yeah. <laughs> slip him. You know, get underneath him. You know, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to have a plan there. And I thought um, I thought his play diagnosing was a little inconsistent as far mm-hmm. as reading misdirection and motion. And I think maybe it's because he's kind of aggressive. You know, which kind of goes hand in hand there. So, you know, definitely I like that he is a confident, aggressive guy who attacks, but sometimes got a little out of position there. Right. But um, yeah. And, and um, I had, I had a note too. I thought as far as tackling, I thought sometimes he tackled a little high. 
you know, okay. he, he's kind of came in up top. And he, I mean, you're not going to get away with that. Not all the yeah, time. Yeah. You know, he's not like he's a bad tackler, but I agree with you. There's some things that could use to be, you know, they need to clean up. So you know, I thought there was a few, right. few too many times where I thought he came in a little high. You know, you start grabbing the shoulder pads on Derrick Henry and you're going to end up, <laughs> you're going to end up a meme. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, I could see that for sure. Yeah. But no, I, I liked, uh, like I said, the more I watched uh, SMO, I, the more I kind of started to really like his, his tape. Nice. Awesome. So yeah, so then for for landing spot, um, I ended up going with the Eagles. I, I wrote this down um, before they signed Kaiser White, but I, I still don't mind it. I think this is kind of where I like him in Philly. Um, you know, they they have these kind of early down players like uh, uh, TJ Edwards, for example, who's more of a run stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaiser White is too, but Kaiser White could play a little bit of coverage. So uh, I, I was just thinking as far as like somebody who may be able to develop as like a coverage player that, that he might kind of fit in there. Uh, you know, maybe Davion Taylor will become something as well. We, j- we don't really know, but Edwards, again, like I said, more of that run defender. I think he could kind of fit in with those guys uh, in that group, Asamoa. So that'd be another Asamoa in Philadelphia as well. Uh, like Namdi. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I picked, uh, I picked the giants. Um, oh, nice. I kind of thought, you know, Blake's Martinez coming back. There's not a whole lot there. And, <laughs> yeah, he's a, you know, adds a little bit of a different element to their linebacker group. Um, they were rolling out a lot of what Reggie Raglan, Bernardrick McKinney. I mean, Asmo is a different player. He's a smaller guy. So, right. you know, um, that new regime coming in, maybe they, uh, you know, they got the old guy in the middle, Blake, to do his thing. And you got a guy you can uh, get a little creative with maybe. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I think they're going to need, they're, they're going to need a second linebacker, right? Because right? exactly. like you said, like Tay Crowder, Reggie Ragland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, friggin' they were playing Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, I like it. That, that would make sense. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just kind of a, you know, add, add a little juice to that group. Cause it's not real exciting. <laughs> like <I> said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next guy on the list, uh, Mr. Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. What would you think of him? I mean, this dude is a straight powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, the dude is – he's a straight powerhouse. Uh, he's a – if you're looking up the word enforcer for a linebacker, like, it's Leo Chanel. Um, yeah. He is a straight enforcer in the middle, and his presence is known um, – he uh, he gets downhill and fills run gaps with authority. Hits with huge power, like I said. Like I think he legitimately hates ball carriers. Like <laughs> like like the hate's real, right? Did you feel that? Yeah, way? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like if I'm like the the kid on the sidelines, got to switch out the football, and he's out there, like I might make a business decision and just like <laughs> sit this one out, man. Like you just the dude is just it just destroys ball carriers, and it's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, and as a blitzer, um, he, he's a fierce, effective blitzer. He's got really good burst, um, you know, when he when he explodes through his gap and blitz, uh, and that showed um, in, in his combine. He had a a four five three forty in that forty and a half inch vertical, one hundred twenty eight inch broad jump. So that explosion showed up on those numbers as well. Um, so that that matched the tape, um, and you know when he does blitz, he's got the strength to either run through blockers or fight them off, and that same thing in the run game. Um, yeah, the guy is a straight up enforcer 
in the middle of defense. Um, yeah. he, he he is he owns that that box, and uh, like yeah. I said, he's a, he's just a straight up problem as a blitzer too. Um, as a big powerful guy with burst. Um, some cons. <clears throat> um, in coverage, he's 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 a liability. Um, yeah, he's not going to hold up in man coverage. Uh, he is, you know, he's got he's a four five three forty. It's more straight line speed, you know, right. like he's bursty. It's more of a straight line thing, and he's a stockier, thicker built linebacker. So, you know, agility is lacking. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not going. He's a little stiff hipped, so he's not going to be able to turn and run as fluidly as as you'd like. So, coverage coverage is my main concern with him. Um, you know, like I said, the straight line, I don't know that it's going to completely hinder his range, um, you know, because you can make up for that with, with instincts and whatnot, you know, but he doesn't have that. Not saying he can't cover some field, right. but you know, he's, he's not going to turn as fluidly as you like, but the dude, um, the dude's a run stopper. He is, he's fun to watch. I love it. Um, really, really enjoyed his tape as far as just a, some mean linebacker just, doesn't yeah. like people who carry the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a weapon against the run game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else on? Oh um, no. Yep. That's uh. That's my notes. Uh. Hand it over to you, man. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'm with you 100. percent The he his run defense is is amazing. So he fits the run incredibly well. Um. Whether it's straight up zone runs or or having a flow against counter or power. Um, really satisfying to watch. Uh, his his highest graded game this season, uh, he earned a ninety two point seven, and that was against Army because basically they just run the ball ninety yes. percent of the time <laughs> yeah. under their their triple option offense, right? <laughs> <Get him. laughs> um, and that's just his bread and butter. Yeah. He just has he's just nose to the grindstone, kind of playing that physical <clears throat> downhill football. Yeah. Uh, and he was awesome in that game. It was it was a really good one to watch. Um, if you want to see how to defend uh, that Army triple option, <laughs> he does a great job of it everywhere that he's lined up on the field so and like you said uh, he's a good blitzer as well he attacks his pass rush attempts the way he attacks his gaps and run defense he's aggressive fast plays with kind of that one track mind which i'm saying in this case is as like a good thing right yes. because there's no hesitation in what he wants to do mm-hmm. he just he just does it um and that and that led to his like 10 sacks eight qb hits this season mm-hmm. uh so nice production there as as a blitzer as well um and strong powerful right so he can stack and shed with i think the best of them at the linebacker <coughs> position uh he's relentless in the run game and as a blitzer has great feel for what he wants to do and he attacks um and yeah the negatives are are the same things right there it's the coverage that's that's the biggest mm-hmm. one forcing him to cover or chase in the open field it's just not his game uh, he plays kind of off balance starts to become like a target that teams can take advantage of you you said you said it i mean he's more of a liability as a coverage player so he's a little too willing to vacate his zone his zone especially like on qb scrambles right he's mm. he's ready to yeah. go attack <laughs> yes. the quarterback yes. uh, and then he's leaving receivers yeah. wide open in his zone right so yeah. uh, he's definitely needs some uh so a little bit of um uh what's the word I, 
discipline there basically yeah. in, in trying to stay in his zone and, and, and kind of work on some of those coverage things. So, uh, and again, and one of the other ones that he wants to play the run so well that he is more susceptible to kind of play action. Mm-hmm. Um, he's biting on those play fakes quite a bit, kind of getting himself out of position more than you'd like. And his eyes are just always in the backfield, right? He's <laughs> yeah. just like, he's waiting for that yeah. running back to take the ball so he could take the running back's head off. Basically. Yes. <laughs> the hate is um, real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, he is, he's more of your kind of like traditional, like two down thumper built to play like a true middle linebacker role in the NFL. He's the kind of player you draft. I think if you're looking for an immediate upgrade in run defense, mm-hmm. um, he might not be like an every damn player in the NFL, but if he gets a starting job, he could probably put up like a hundred tackles in a season, even if it was like, uh, you know, it's 800, 700, 800 snap role. Right. Um, similar to kind of Nick Bolton. He's, he's very similar to Nick Bolton, uh, last year he was so good in run defense but you could see kind of some of the issues in coverage although i did like nick bolton a little bit more in coverage than uh than i do like chanel so yeah i agree with that um yeah so yeah how about uh for a landing spot what were you thinking um right right, right from when i watched this dude's tape i just was like this is, he's built to play in new england because <laughs> oh, okay. he, he's six three two fifty, Belichick loves these like yeah. big bulky linebackers, <laughs> and uh, so that was probably the first one when, when I was making my notes. That was the first landing spot I made was New England, just because it's like, <laughs> it, yeah, no, it, it just sense. looks like a New England linebacker to me. That Belichick's yeah. gonna be like, yep, <laughs> this guy's gonna 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 fit right in. He's huge. And he's mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how about you? Um, so I went with, uh, the LA chargers. Uh, nice. so they, they are one of those teams that need like an upgrade, yeah. um, yes. at, at, for run defense, right? Their highest graded run defender on the team in 2021 was Derwin James. Um, Kaiser White's gone now. He, he was yep. what, their best run defending, run defending linebacker. You got Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray. Both of those guys struggled quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, in run defense, and I think Chanel would probably still be more of a part-time player kind of coming off the field in obvious passing downs in LA, but I think he'd help the Chargers quite a bit in that area where they got absolutely gashed last season. Yeah, that run defense, I like that call a lot because that run defense could use a guy like him, you know? Yeah. That's a that's a nice spot. I like that a lot. Yeah, that would be that would be a fun one yeah. for sure. I think that would uh that would probably shoot him up a lot of uh yeah rookie idp rankings there because it's it's a need and and yeah, yeah i think he he can be an obvious yeah. uh upgrade there, and staley so. will know to like you know obviously play to his strengths i mean most yeah. of these guys will but like he'll he'll blitz them which is nice because maybe it gets him a few more oh, yeah. snaps on third down if he if he wants to keep him sure. in there as a blitzer too so um yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a really nice spot i like that he would, he would go up the board i agree yeah yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, let's do Nakobe Dean. So Nakobe Dean from Georgia, uh, one of the the more talked about names in this class for sure. Um, but for positives for him, I had him as an excellent pass rusher, has uh, a natural field for kind of natural feel for finding his openings and attacking um the clemson game specifically he has a bunch of really nice blitz attempts in that one plus he gets like two sacks um but has some really great moves as a blitzer just moves downhill um and and has some power to his game too so like where you know if he's he gets blockers um he gives them a tough time trying to slow him down. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, because he does have some strength to his game as well. Um, the big ones are, are like his sideline to sideline speed and range that uh, shows up 
like quite a bit for Nakobe Dean. He puts plenty of examples on tape, his ability to kind of work across the field through traffic uh, and get to the ball carrier at, for like a minimal gain. So, you know, it's it, his ability to kind of shed before they can get a hold of him, like a nut, like kind of like Osamo as yeah. well, um, where he's, he's, he's not going to get locked up because he's already slipping around, um, slipping around the blocker it shows up both as uh, a pass rusher and in the run game really so his ability to kind of get around those tackles uh, and affect the play especially for a smaller linebacker that's key um, and he uses that to his advantage because he's definitely slippery um, when when trying to, to lock him up in the the second level so Absolutely. uh and I wrote that he has excellent awareness in zone coverage. Um, so he's one of the few linebackers that I thought did a nice job in uh, in those zone drops. So I have he has an ability to make plays from anywhere on the field. Um, there's a play against Vanderbilt where he's lined up kind of in the A gap pre snap. He drops into coverage. They're playing like a cover three, so he's in. He's playing more of like the hook curl um zone to the to the boundary and it's a screen pass that's designed to go to the field side so the opposite side um and he ends up shedding a second level block getting gets across the field and makes the stop for wow. like less than three yards it was like it was a pretty remarkable yeah. play so um awesome. you see a lot of that from him he's he's a really impressive player um some of the negatives for him though the the man coverage uh so man coverage it's okay it's not great um it just he gets away with contact from time to time uh it keeps him tighter in coverage than i think he probably deserves uh some of that contact but you know how often he'll actually be in man coverage up the field in the nfl depends on just where he lands i guess right so there's some issues with him kind of wrapping up in space as well. I think he's really good in those kind of tight spaces and working through contact, but there were a few times in the open field where he struggles to wrap up or, or he slides off guys, ends up over pursuing those kinds of things uh, mm. because of his aggressiveness. Uh, and then, then the shedding after they get a hold of him. Um, so this is tougher for any linebacker, but I think it shows up with Dean because he is so slippery and, and he gets around those tackles and blockers quickly. But where it becomes tougher in the NFL is against those bigger and, and, and better uh, competition, right? When they mm-hmm. do latch onto him and can lock him up or move him out of his gap, it's going to be a, a bit more of a problem. So. I, I like Dean a lot. Uh, it's easy to see why he's kind of one of the top linebackers in this class. Um, I think you get kind of the whole picture of of what he is like it, within the college football playoff. Um, so like the, the Michigan game, you see everything you want him to be and his, his positives are accentuated with his speed, his range, his blitzing ability, and just doesn't really make any major mistakes. And then you get like the national championship game against Alabama, where there are some of those uh, positives, but it's just not as much of a major plus for the Georgia defense. And there's actually more plays um, that exemplify some of his weaknesses, like the trying to shed blocks from bigger and better tackles, picking up crossers and coverage, sticking with some of the faster receiving options, uh, things like that. So, Ultimately, though, I think he's got, you know, he's got the speed, athleticism and upside in the in the blitz game to make him kind of a, a top two IDP option from this class. Yeah, um, I, a lot of the same thoughts as you here as well. Um, you know, fantastic athlete. It's a two's got legit speed and range. It's he's exciting to watch. Like you said, that, that Vanderbilt play, like he can straight up track down ball carriers, you know. Yeah, he, I think he's got, you know, it's instinctually he's a pretty solid player as far as 
you know, getting to where he wants to go and how to get there. He's going to have to be, because he's a smaller guy in the NFL, he's going to have to navigate through it, slip slip blocks and beat him, right. be a little bit of a step ahead, you know, maybe give an outside feint and go inside. You know, he's just going to have to do, because he's, he's a smaller guy. But, yeah, I think instinctually he's pretty solid too, smart player. He's fun to watch, like I said, at tracking down ball carriers. Um, uh, I agree with you as a blitzer. I thought he's an excellent blitzer, and his timing yeah. was just awesome. Yeah. You know, he'll delay and then explode. And he kind of lets it, he has enough burst and speed to let things develop and still get there. So it's pretty fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. It, it's super. I mean, he can straight up fly right off the bat, or he can just give you a little like step back and then and, and let it let let the let the big guys do their thing. Cause you know, yeah. that line was pretty freaking good. And, oh, yeah. and uh <laughs> maybe hide behind Jordan Davis and uh you oh know, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis and Devontae White. <laughs> right, yeah. Just two monsters, and, and those guys could move. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I love that part of his game as well. And, and um, like you said, zone coverage was, I mean, awesome. And then there's that, you know, the, the pick six play against Florida. I'm sure, right. you know, everybody's seen the highlight. He takes like two steps back, and the, and the quarterback wants to throw that quick out. And he waits just a half a second long, and he picks it yeah. up and picks six. That, that it's it's. A, I mean, I know that highlights been out there, but it's such a cool play just to see him have that. Just like bang, breaks on it in a hurry. Yeah. Just a tad late, and thank you, you know. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, super exciting player. Like you said, the you know, like when you watch, like you said, the college football playoffs against Michigan, it it was on full display. When you watch him yeah. play, like you get a really good idea what kind of player he is. I think you know, smaller linebacker, but he he just knows how to play football, man. Like he's just exciting to watch. He gets to where he wants to get, you know? And um, yeah, I, I really, really like his game. He, he's a super fun guy. It, like, you know, the biggest, some knocks on him, you know, the biggest thing is his size. He's smaller yeah. build, doesn't have a lot of length. Um, and, and he's, he gets hung up on blocks. If they get into him, he's, he's going to have a hard time disengaging. Um, so he's going to have to be crafty and, uh, you know, play behind some, some big guys that, that, uh, keep keep them free um and uh it's another thing that one other note i had in the cons of something you stated uh, i think his speed and, and aggressiveness can cause him to overrun his angles at times too yeah and that leads to those missed tackles so yeah. um yeah you do see it it does yeah. happen for sure yep yeah, but uh yeah uh, a lot of the same uh thoughts as you man nice yeah so for for landing spot uh for nicobe dean i went with the tennessee titans um so georgia i know they played a bit of everything kind of coverage wise there wasn't really a specific coverage that they leaned heavily uh over another and that's kind of what the titans do as well um and they do need that there after probably moving on from zach cunningham i i say that because he's like it saves them like 10 million in cap and it costs them nothing to actually cut them. So I have a feeling that that could be coming. Um, and then you got uh, Jayon Brown is gone. Uh, Rashawn Evans is gone. David Long was good. I think he was, he was mm-hmm. fine. Um, but other than him, Monty Rice is probably not the answer. We'll see. I don't know if, you know, Dean even falls to them, but if he does, I think that I feels like a pretty good fit to me. And I think they can get, him blitzing a bit more like how they used to deploy uh Rashawn Evans mm, yeah no that's I like that um I like that fit a lot um I went with uh I kept him in the first round I was trying to find yeah. this was a, this was a spot I was just trying to figure out the spot for him it's a spot I'd seen mocked and I kind of liked it it was one that kind of caught my attention when I was looking at the teams that could use linebackers and it was Detroit um, at the back okay. end of the first round. And I was thinking, you know, they drafted the two big guys last year, and Lee McNeil and uh, Levi Anmuzerike. 
Um, yeah. You know, McNeil's more of the nose tackle, two gapper, and Onwuzrike is more of a three tech type. Um, so you know, maybe they could keep him clean. You know, those guys got a year on the belt, keep him clean. He would add yeah. that that linebacker room. They <laughs> they brought back Alex Anzalone. Oh they, they signed <laughs> they, right. They signed uh, Jared Davis, um, Chris Chris Board. Well, actually, I used Chris to Boyd. I used to like Chris Board, but uh, coming out of North Dakota State, but um, uh, just uh, you know, I I do like Barnes, um, you know, last year, but you know, I don't know how we'll see how he develops, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, we'll you know, we'll see with him. Um, he, he was kind of an interesting player at Purdue, but I just think Dean would add something to that that linebacker group that they don't have, and, and maybe those two big guys up front can keep him clean, and and uh, he, he could be out there running around making plays. Yeah, yeah. You say add something that they don't have to that linebacker room. I think that's just being a linebacker. Uh, <laughs> being a, a legitimate, uh, decent linebacker? <laughs> yeah, because, man, that is uh, – it's a rough room, it's that's brutal. for sure. Because, yeah, Anzalone coming back. I mean, yeah. if you're bringing back Alex Anzalone as probably a starter, there's there's a good sign that you you have a need a right. need at linebacker. So at yeah, Derek Barnes was like the worst graded linebacker in the league last he year. He was too, us. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right? He was, yeah. He had a really tough time. And yeah, I like it. I mean, I think like you said, back end of the first round, something like that. Yeah. Um, if he were to slip I, there, you know, and um, yeah. just that that team could use something there. I mean, if you're bringing back Alex Anzalone and, and thinking you're okay and <laughs> thinking Jared oh, Davis man. will figure it out a second time in Detroit. Jared Davis, <laughs> that is that's wild that they brought him back. Too. Um, God, oh, what a disaster! Yeah, it's so, yeah. not great. <laughs> no, it's really not. I yeah, now I'm kind of hoping for Detroit like, that they that they draft yeah. him. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. How about uh, the next guy on the list here, uh, Christian Harris from Alabama? Yeah, so uh, Christian Harris, um, he's a really good athlete, and at another guy that, that uh, showed that at the combine, he ran a, a four 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 forty. So he was just behind Troy Anderson. I mean, what two hundredths of a second um, and one hundred thirty two inch broad jump. So there's, you know, some some good burst numbers. Um, yeah, really good athlete. He's got speed. I thought he moved pretty fluidly. He, he's a rangy guy. Um, uh, I thought he, he closes quickly when he gets downhill. I kind of, I kind of liked his ability as a blitzer too. Um, you know, he, he can, he can really, he can really get there uh, with his speed and burst. Um, you know, his this is kind of a pro anacon, I guess. His coverage is it's inconsistent. Yeah, it, it is. There is some ability, I thought. You know, there's like flashes. You know, he can turn and run with backs, I think. If but it's it's inconsistent. Um, and I think so. I mean, there is a little bit there, but he didn't grade very well at all in coverage. Um, no. Uh, so it's something that they're going to have to develop out of him. But he has athletically the you know the the speed and the agility to maybe he's going to have to figure that out if he wants. To, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a run and chase linebacker. Um you know, with speed and range. That was, that was my thing. Like with him, when I watched him, he, you can, you can track it down. Um, you know, it, it, the, the, the cons here, I thought is his, uh, his instincts and reads were, were inconsistent. Um, yeah. You know, there's times where he was hesitant. He got caught looking. Um, he can take, I thought, you know, he is a fast guy, explosive guy, but I thought he could take some reckless angles when in pursuit. Um, and he, he's got to kind of clean up his tackling technique too. You know, I thought that right. kind of went hand in hand. He was a little reckless, 
you know, just kind of <laughs> little reckless. He's reckless. <laughs> um, he, he just goes and, he, you know, he just kind of doesn't put himself in a great position a lot of the time. So cleaning that up. Um, and, and you know, as I said, my last note here, you know, as I said above, is he has some coverage ability. I saw a few flashes here and there, but it definitely needs improvement. And he's going to have to um, if, you know, He's going to play like a will linebacker. He's not a big guy. He's six, six foot and a half inch, 226 pounds. You know, he's, mm. uh, he's going to have to be able to use his athleticism multiple ways if he wants to uh, play significant snaps. So um, it's a little yeah. bit up and down uh, some really nice flashes to his game and some, you know, some inconsistencies as well. So, right. How about you? What'd you think? Yeah. So, so for me, like just watching him, like one of the first things that kind of like stood out is that he comes off uh, on a lot of his places is very kind of methodical player, right? He, I think he, what I mean by that is like he, he can be patient, yeah. right? He's, and, and I think he, he can be more patient than aggressive sometimes. And uh, you see, you watch a lot of the linebackers in this on this list and, and a lot of them are very like attack first. Mm-hmm. Right. But he kind of sits back a little bit. I, I put it as a positive, but it can absolutely be a negative too. So it, it looks like he's playing a little bit slower, but I think he just, he's kind of, um, uh, how do I say it? Like he's, he's knowing what he's looking for and he's kind of trying to react accordingly as opposed to kind of like an act now, think later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like I said, it can become a negative because it, it gives the added opportunity for blockers to kind of get to him before he has a shot to make a play. Yeah. Um, and it also allows like running backs to shake him if he's flat footed as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think with experience, if he can kind of speed up some of that decision making, it would be, a, it would be a big deal for him. Um, but I, he can shed well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uses both like power and finesse, which you like to see that kind of combination and, and not like get locked up depending on, on how he's blocked. And um, he can stack and shed or, or just slip around blocks. And uh, and then the other positive I had for him was that he is an experienced blitz, blitzer. Mm-hmm. He rushed the passer uh, a ton, especially last year. He had like 151 pass rush attempts. Um, so he could be effective. Uh, he, he had seven sacks, 26 pressures. I think, you know, most people kind of watch like the national championship game, which was really his best pass, pass rushing game of the season. He had like six pressures, two sacks. Um, and you might get the idea that he's kind of like this elite pass rusher. He's good, but he's not like, he's not that level every single game. Right. So, um, nice flashes, there, I I agree. Yeah. 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 So he is good at it though. Um, and then the negatives, I mean, coverage, this, this yeah. is a common theme for a lot of yeah. the linebackers, right? But uh, Harris did, he put a, in a lot more, he was put in a lot more precarious spots yes. than some of the top guys, right? So targeted more than any linebacker li- that we have listed here. Wow. Um, if he's he left carrying a vertical route downfield, he's just going to get absolutely toasted, um, whether it's running backs or tight ends. And like I said, that kind of methodicalness that I mentioned as a tackler kind of shows up a bit as a negative in his coverage as well because he's late to react. He gets kind of caught staring into the backfield all too often, and uh, he'll often drift a little bit too far out of his his zone as well. Um, and then you mentioned this too. You mentioned the missed tackles. Um, I had like a 15.7 missed tackle rate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no game was worse than in the natty where he, he yes. missed five tackles yeah. <laughs> uh, for a 62.5% missed tackle rate in that game, which was <laughs> pretty brutal. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's got plenty of those kind of linebacker tools that can be developed once he gets to the NFL. But 
for me, there's a lot of plays where he's playing like almost a different game. The game is happening around him and he's, he's watching something else entirely. So he, he definitely needs to improve that kind of defensive awareness, which I think can be coached. Um, yeah. And if he cleans that up and continues to be coached up at the next level, I think he could become a really successful NFL linebackers. Cause like I said, all the traits and the tools are there mm-hmm. for him. Um, I'm a believer in Harris, especially in the right system, just because he's shown that he can do it all. And I think with continued development, he, he could be really good. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, man. And, um, I, you know, I thought that I thought like overall he's a, he's a pretty, the, the highs are nice, right? Like the flashes are, he can really make some plays. Like you said, there's yeah. some flashes as a blitzer. Um, you know, he does, <laughs> does miss tackles, but there's times where he straight up tracks you down and makes a nice play. And, you know, I had him down as a little bit hesitant at times. And I agree with you. There's times maybe, you know, he'll attack sometimes, but other times he's letting things develop. And there's there's a lot of aggressive linebackers we talked about already. We're not yeah, even yeah. done. Um, so maybe uh, <laughs> that is something more to do with it. And, um, you know, th- but there was uh, a few times where I thought he got caught looking. He waited a little too long. But, um, but yeah, I, I do. It's not that I don't like Harris. It was probably a little harder on him than some just because, you know, right. Alabama linebacker. And that was a very good point. Like you talked about him being put in uh, more precarious situations and coverage than these other guys. Um, he got exploited yeah. more, you know, it's just, yeah, it's tough, man. It, it's not easy. You know, it's like, you hate to like, it's, it's hard. sometimes I find it hard to like knock these guys. Cause I'm a horrible athlete. Like I, I couldn't do any of this shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, come on. You were, you were ready to go pro Kyle. We heard, we saw your offensive line tape. Oh yeah, dude. It was uh trap block at zero, man. That was, that was my game. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you got to You got to make sure they don't see you coming on the trap. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But uh, but no man, a lot of the same thoughts on Harris. Uh, I I do like him as well, but there's some things that need to be you know cleaned up. But um, plenty of skill, you know, athleticism, yeah. skill, it's there. Just just needs some time, for sure. Yeah. So how about uh, well, okay? So I I put him in Carolina, um, oh, nice. the Panthers as my 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 spot for him. Um, I was just thinking about putting him kind of in a system where he can kind of play and learn from like another hybrid kind of off ball yeah. edge linebacker like somebody like a Frankie Louvu for example yeah. um, the Panthers really kind of seem to like that role a fair bit last year so it, it, it helps to have someone else who um, has some experience playing on the edge like uh, like Harris and you know maybe he can even disappoint some of the the Corey Littleton simps out there um, and beat him out for an LB2 job or something uh, awesome. <laughs> simpleton yes. I like to call them Littleton simps um yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that Jermaine Carter role kind of thing. So I, whether it's this year or just step into it next year when when Littleton is gone, I just kind of thinking about Carolina for for Harris. How about you? Um, yeah, I like that spot. I I put him with the Jets. Um, nice. You know, uh, put him in next to CJ Mosley. Um, you know, let Robert Robert Sala coach him out and see if he can get, you know, get him to develop and and turn him into a player. So, and yeah. you know, it's kind of some opportunity down the road if you were to you know Quincy Williams flash last year but that was out of nowhere and you know we'll see what happens but yeah I just kind of thought maybe in that round two range you know the Jets might take a peek at him because he's you know he's got some enticing uh, skills you know for sure yeah and I like that idea of just putting him with like a defensive coach yeah. too right yep. somebody that can kind of coach him up because he he needs it yes and like I said kind of the the tools are there you just got to figure out kind of how to utilize them right, right. so if you could get somebody like solid to unlock him that would be uh yeah that would be nice yeah for sure that's that's kind of kind of where i was at too exactly put him with a defensive guy and, and and let him 
sit and learn because he, he, could, he could use it, you know, and it'll help him to watch a guy like CJ Mosley go to work too. So true. All right. Let's take a quick ad break from our friends at Manscaped and we will be right back. Can I get a round of applause, everyone? Yay! In case you couldn't tell, I'm joined by my special roommate, Olivia. Say hi, Olivia. Hello. Mostly because Josh said that my last ad had serious tired dad vibes. So we're doing a reshoot of the Manscaped ad to liven it up a bit. And we are excited to announce Manscaped launched their Ultra Premium Collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts, so I get to bring you on here, and we hardly even get to talk about my bathing suit area. I'm sure that's a massive disappointment for you. But no, we're talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me ask you this, Olivia, what would you say is your favorite manly scent? To pick just one? Oh, so many. Uh, definitely it's gotta be the smell that fills my home after you've eaten an entire cheese pizza, despite being extremely lactose intolerant. Okay, well, I don't think my lactose intolerance is something to make fun of, so we're moving on. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man, and I know you view me more as like a Superman type, which is obviously kind of you, but I'll show some humility and say that I fall in the category of an everyman. But anyways, the skin and hair care kit covers you from head to toe. So literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist and now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP show. All right. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. But now... You can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their Ultra Premium Collection. This package includes... Manscaped Premium Deodorant. Not just for your balls, but for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear and is aluminum-free and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating Body Moisture. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? It's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. Body Wash to lather up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with just one easy step. Shampoo. Plus a free gift. A three-pack of lip balm made up with their ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. Right. You want to keep the chappers moist. And let me ask you personal preference here. On a scale of soaking wet to dry AF... Where would you say you prefer my chappers? Well, seeing as you've already used two of your three chapsticks in about a month, I'd say you're naturally dry AF and would use any lubrication that you can get. Well, I do like to stay lubricated, and I can't help it that the chapsticks are very small. So that's four products plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. Uh, As a vegetarian, you have to appreciate them catering to the vegan crowd here. Am I right? Absolutely. Vegan men have the same needs as the rest of y'all. Yeah. Personally, I prefer a little bit of red meat in my uh, body washes and cleaning supplies, but obviously... Uh, not everybody will want that. So 
I'd recommend using the products in this order. Can you uh, walk me through how to shower and clean properly, please? Definitely. Take notes, please. Step one, hop in the shower, scrub-a-dub-dub that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. Step two, lather your hair up with the two-in-one shampoo conditioner to keep your noggin toggin'. That's right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is toggin'? Because I this tripped me up last time. I don't know what that means. Have you ever heard this before? It means like on point, like keep your head on point. Fight, as the kids say. I don't think that's a thing. I think they use toggin to just make it rhyme with noggin, even though they could have just used completely different um, verbiage there. So anyway, step three. Okay, well, the point is that they both come in the same bottle, two in one. You don't need to do two different steps here. You're saving so much time, okay? So you could only keep it toggin, toggin. If you're using both in one, what if you just have a shampoo? Then you ain't noggin. No, I ain't toggin'. <laughs> well, that's for sure. All right, keep going. Okay. Step three. Dry off, get out of the shower, and spray down that body with a hydrating body moisturizer. Moisturizer? Moisturizer to reinvigorate that dry skin. And we know in these uh, dry Canadian winters, you could definitely use that. Yeah, I'm pretty crusty. <laughs> Step four, put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons. And step five, pop on that Manscaped lip balm. No one is out here kissing chapped up lips. It's true. And that's why I use the lip balm all the time. And I still don't get kisses. Getting dressed after is optional. Eh? Wear one great scent all day long. Get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. It feels like a song we should probably write. Anyways, the power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. How's that for tired dad energy, Josh? All right, we're back and we are picking things up right where we left off and we are going to close out the back half of our list here with Devin Lloyd from Utah. So Devin Lloyd, uh, for for me, the positives um, started in the run game with him, plays really sound run defense, um, attacks his gaps, sheds blocks, both finesse and physicality, can slip or stack and shed, and he's solid in space. Um, and then <laughs> this is a stupid like term. I, I'm not like a big fan of it, but he's a playmaker. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. it is kind of like a, a vague kind of overused <laughs> term that literally means nothing. But to me, these are there, there are certain guys who who really kind of personify this. And, and Lloyd does come to mind for me because I, I view a playmaker as somebody who, who does more with a play than the majority of players are basically capable of. Or, you know, he makes the most yes. of their his opportunity, basically. Yep. Um and a perfect perfect example of this to me is Lloyd's four interceptions from last year. Two of them were, were like diving plays where he had to stretch out and catch the ball before it hit the ground. Another one, he makes like a beautiful break on the ball in zone uh, and houses it. And then the other one was where he bats a pass to himself uh, on the line of scrimmage, catches it and takes it for a defensive touchdown as well. So um <laughs> That that to me is what you would uh, like. You look at playmaker. You look at kind of things like that. So that that was really impressive from uh, Lloyd. I like to see that and versatility as well. So mm-hmm. 
I think we we talked about this kind of in the DMs, but he lined up as like a nine tech a bunch against like USC, yeah. right? Where he's like he's got yes. his hand in the dirt and he's lining up against yes. left tackles, um, and he does it. He does it in multiple games, right? There, he does it a lot in the USC game, but he has a rep uh, against the against Oregon, the the left tackle in Oregon, not Penny Sewell, obviously, but um, I believe you shared a, you shared a screenshot of uh of the Oregon when he was in Y9. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and he 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 hits him with the spin move um to the end yeah. to his inside yep. shoulder and he nearly gets the sack too. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Um yeah. so yeah, you like to see kind of stuff like that that obviously the you know Utah as a defense feels pretty good about him as an athlete and um, about what he's able to do that they're, they're going to line him up on the line of scrimmage like that and then have him going mm-hmm. up against, uh, against left tackles. So that was cool. Um, some of the negatives, I, you know, he, he hasn't shown a ton in coverage again, like most college linebackers, but mm-hmm. he doesn't quite have maybe like the zone awareness that a Nicobe Dean has, for example. So he can be a bit slow to diagnose the play and get to his zone assignment. Um, gets caught looking a little bit too often. Uh, he does have kind of like an aggress that aggressiveness to him that leads to those missed tackles as well. I think you can, you know, for him specifically, I think you could kind of live with this for IDP because it, it makes up, he makes up for it with the amount of defensive stops that he ends up with because of that mm-hmm. aggressiveness as well. Um, but, and, and then there are some examples of him kind of getting washed out a bit in the run game. So uh, it's another one of those things I can live with though, <laughs> because he's shown the ability to stack and shed. And this is really going to happen with any linebacker um, getting washed out in the run game. It happens to the best of them. So as long as he's playing that kind of gap sound um, defense and not being a, being a liability out there, then I'm, I'm good with it. So um, for me, Lloyd, an aggressive downhill physical linebacker who can make plays in the backfield should make for a strong IDP option. I would think in an every down role, um, not the best coverage player and is maybe a little too reactive for me, but that doesn't mean he can't grow in that area because he's definitely shown flashes of being able to cover in like the short and intermediate areas of the field. Um, he has good range, although you don't really see it show up a ton on tape like you would from somebody like a Nicobe Dean, for example, but it's definitely there and he has all the makings of a really good NFL linebacker. Yeah, dude, I, I, I dig it, man. Um, a lot of a lot of the same thoughts, you know, on Lloyd, um, like like some of these other guys. Uh, I agree, he's a physical player. He's got a solid build, good length. Um, I mean, really nice frame. He, he he's got the strength to hold up. Um, love the way he tacks downhill. You know, he can fill run gaps. He's got a good feel, a good instincts. You know, to process what he's seeing in attack downhill. Um, sound tackle with range. I thought he navigates the mess pretty well. Um, uh, and like you said, he's a playmaker. I, I agree. That's kind of the note I had here. He can impact the game as a blitzer against the run. And, and there's sometimes we're in coverage. Like you said, the shorter intermediaries, he can kind of use his length and his, yeah. you know, his, uh, his athleticism to get in the way. Um, he's just a, I think he's a real versatile guy that can, you know, impact the game in multiple ways. You know, like you said with the USC game, um, right before that, I watched the Stanford game, which I thought his Stanford tape was some of the best yeah. linebacker tape I watched this year. He was awesome in that game. And then I watched the USC game and he's got his hand in the dirt wide <laughs> quite a bit. I'm like, oh, man, that's, you know, and he, he did a pretty dang good job. So, yeah. um, you know, I 
not saying he's going to rush the passer like Micah Parsons by any means. Like <laughs> that's not what I see, but I mean, he he can do it. Um, so it's just nice to see that he can impact the game, you know, in just multiple ways. Um, definitely a playmaker, like you said, with the interceptions as well, four of them this year. Um, some dudes just they're around the ball, yeah. you know, and they just yeah. make plays. Like you said, it might be a might be a term that doesn't mean much to some people, but I think it's a thing. Yeah. Playmakers yeah. make plays, man. Um, yeah. So in the cons. Um, you know, I think he moves pretty well overall. I really do. I, sometimes, you know, when he's dropping, he's a little stiff. He doesn't quite turn and go as fluidly as you'd expect. Um, a couple times I thought uh, overall. But, I mean, I think he moves pretty well. I'm fine with it. Just nitpicking, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, I agree with you. I thought there was sometimes he got caught looking to locate the ball. You know, it's. I think he's just such a, like you said, like a playmaker looking to attack. And he gets caught looking. And when he does that, you, like you said this when we were talking about some of the other guys, when you hesitate and are a little bit late, it gives blockers time to get into you. And he is a bigger guy with longer arms, so if he can be the first to engage, he, you know, he has a better chance of winning, obviously, like anybody. Right. But, like, he's strong enough and long enough to hold him off. But if he hesitates and they get into his body, I mean, like you said, any of these linebackers yeah. are going to struggle to get off blocks. So, But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. Lloyd's uh, he's an exciting player. Um, it impacts game multiple ways and should find plenty of opportunity with whatever team he lands on, man. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think he, I think he's, he's going to be a good NFL linebacker. Um, yeah. I mean, I won't go into the rankings, but he's pretty high up for me, obviously. Yeah. He's um, pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as far as landing spot, where did, where did you want to see him end up? So I, I pegged him to, Philadelphia in the first round. They nice. got a couple picks. I don't know that they'll actually do it. They're one of them teams that doesn't put capital in. Yeah. And I had this peg before the Kazir White, but I I'm not they're not the same player, so no. um at all. So I I just thought like a guy like Devin Lloyd would just be like a difference maker for that group. You know, not that I don't like like TJ Edwards, he's fine. And yeah. you know, Kazir White's gonna be better than what they've had and whatnot. But I thought like if they want if they were looking to invest in their defense like a little bit. I know they don't, like I said, typically do a linebacker, but I think Lloyd could be a difference maker for him. Right. Um, you know, so I thought maybe if he, it, they could take a shot on him with it, like 16 or 19, wherever they, they got two picks in there. So maybe. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, I've seen it mocked a few times yeah, as well. It's, it's um, a pretty commonly mocked spot. Yeah. I just kind of, I kind of like it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, Kaiser White, he, he just signed a one-year deal too, right? right. So it's not like he, yeah. they, they're viewing him as a long-term option there. So definitely some room. Um, I put, uh, I put the Baltimore Ravens. So. Ooh, I like I, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, talked about this a million times but i think the patrick queen experiment has reached yeah. its end um yes. <laughs> i mean obviously we'll we'll see what happens like i mean there's there's rumors that bobby wagner might sign over there um we don't know yet i, I mean who knows as at the time we're recording this maybe he did uh <laughs> maybe he did sign already but he's been visiting with them and the, and the rams so but either way, I think, you know, they tried to make it work with Queen. Uh, he's just yet to show that ability um, to be a top starting linebacker. So Queen, maybe he plays more of that LB2 role like he did midseason and where he graded a little bit re- better, but absolutely just kind of limiting his snaps. And then you could take someone like a Devin Lloyd and, and kind of groom him to overtake that starting role. So um, I think he's someone who is obviously much better uh, as a run defender and can do all the things that the Ravens defense asks of their their top linebacker. Yeah. 
that's a nice fit, and that's a it's an upgrade. Yeah, the, the Queen experiment uh, it just hasn't worked. Over, right? <laughs> it's it's like, got to be over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I care if they bring in Bobby Wagner. There's no amount of like tutoring <laughs> that's gonna help. Uh, it's it's done. We're, we're, we we yeah. gotta move on yeah. uh, and find somebody else. So yep. <laughs> um, all right, uh, next guy on the list, uh, Mr. Chad Muma. Um, Chad Muma out of Wyoming. Um, yeah. I I absolutely love Chad Muma's tape. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's just an absolute tackling machine. Yeah. Like that was the first thing I wrote down. Like this guy is a tackling machine. Um, I thought he had a he's really, he's got good instincts, a good feel. Um, and I think when we were talking, I was like, man, he just looks like a. We we're DMing earlier. I'm like, Muma just looks like one of those four six guys that has instincts. You know, right. he puts yeah, him, yeah. And he ran four six three <laughs> out of Wyoming, which is what Logan Wilson ran as well. So um I was happy to see I was happy to see that four six three is is a good I think it's a good time for Muma at six three, two thirty-nine. Um 40 inch vertical and 129 inch broad jump. I like those explosion numbers. Yeah. Real solid. And he put up 27 reps on the bench. So like Nice. Dude's strong. I mean, I know the combine numbers are combine numbers, but it's always nice to see, you know, the tape matches the, yeah. you know, the, the athletic testing. And I, I was super pumped with his showing there. Um, okay. Yeah. Like I said, tackling machine, good instincts. I, I really like the way he, he keeps himself square and he just kind of slides down the line before he explodes. And he, he keeps himself nice and square and has really good technique to explode through the runner. That's yeah. why he, he's just, he's not going to miss a ton of tackles. Cause I just really thought he did a really good job put himself in the right position, you know, to, to effectively take the guy down just yeah. about every time. I'm um, really appreciated that about him. Um, dude never stops. I know the, the motor thing, everybody says, it, but this guy's motor doesn't stop, man. Yeah. He, he, he plays, he plays till the whistle, uh, the old cliche. Um, he's got range. Um, uh, I thought, you know, I thought in zone coverage, uh, if the plays in front of him, he does a pretty good job. You know, when he, when he drops back and everything, right. if he keeps it in front of me, he does a nice job. And then um, in man coverage, there there was a couple of reps I was I was really impressed with. It was against Boise State. Um, he kind of slid down the line. He was sliding down the line and mirroring the running back, and he stayed with him as he slid, and the running back turned for a wheel route, and he just turned and went stride for stride with him up the sideline, just completely mirrored him and ran right. with him the whole way. And I was like, oh, dang, that's it's a nice rep. Um, so – that was that was pretty cool. I mean, I know it's only one rep, but it's just nice to see that mm-hmm. ability too. You know, if if that, you know, you can build off of that. Um, I just uh, in my last note on, on the pros was I just love what he does in the box. And he doesn't miss a lot of tackles, like I yeah. said, the dude. I mean, I think he could really put up some nice IDP production if he lands in a favorable spot. Yeah. I mean. We're going to get excited about rookies. Obviously, last year <laughs> taught us to temper expectations. Yeah, rookies are fun and all, but man, you know, you just. You can't get overconfident oh, yeah. <laughs> in the landing spot. But he's a guy I could see making an impact as a tackler right away. Yeah. Definitely. He's got the size. He's got the game. Um, uh, the cons, a couple things was I think he navigates traffic well, but I thought he could work um, on using his hands more effectively to fight off blockers. Sometimes, you know, he's I think he's got the strength and the build and everything, but sometimes like an initial contact, I just want to see him swipe off. And, and like you said, sack and shed a little bit more is – it's not that he can't, I think it's something, you know, that he can do just, right. you know, a little, a little bit more effectively using his hands and, um, you know, like any aggressive player get a little overzealous at times, man. You know, you it, these guys want to hit somebody. Oh, they yeah. want to make plays. <laughs> he, he can overrun his fit every once in a while. Um, 
like most of these guys. Um, but overall, like I, I thought Loomis tape was just like a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. He just, uh, he's got a really solid over our game, overall game. And, and like the dude just is a tackling machine. Uh, super fun. Another Wyoming linebacker. Um, I mean, it's like LBU now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's gonna get a ton of the the helmet the helmet scouting with the uh, helmet scout comps, like with Logan Wilson. So right, <laughs> and I, I think they had their pro day today, right? Uh, Wyoming, I believe so. Yeah. yeah so I and I, I I think I saw a picture. Logan Wilson was actually there uh, with Chad Moon. Nice. At the, yeah. at the pro day, so that was cool to yeah. see. Yeah, um, throwing it up. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the positives are there. Like you said, like the tackling, I mean, the man hits like a truck and he doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he had just an 8.1% missed tackle rate in 2021 while making 148 tackles. So Good he grief. was, like you said, just a machine. Um, and that lateral agility, like you said, surprisingly agile, moving kind of sideline to sideline, yeah. uh, wades through traffic quickly and efficiently, leads to plenty of plays in the backfield. Um, and then that helps his run defense, right? He, and then he, he he's able to beat his blockers with, with power and finesse. Uh, I thought he had great closing speed, which shows up mm-hmm. against both the run and the pass. So that was that was nice. Like you said, didn't have like um, you know the best like forty time for, for example, or whatever it was four six four six three four yeah. six three. But like it, you know, if you you see it on the field a little bit with mm-hmm. the, that play speed, the closing speed is is a little bit mm-hmm. better. So um, yeah, I mean the the I there was a lot to like. Like you said, he was uh, one of those uh, fun to watch guys. Um, the negatives for me where, you know, he wasn't the best blitzer, especially compared to some of the other, like, top guys, right? So mm-hmm. he, he tries to win his blitzes, I think, with power more than anything, which doesn't work as well as having, like, an actual pass rush repertoire, repertoire like the Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Leo Chanel, those guys. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he does have a tendency to over-pursue. He said, like, he's, he's going to overrun the ball carrier or his gap, uh, which puts him out of position to make a play. So those are things to work on. Um, and then I put his route recognition, uh, just awareness in zone coverage is a bit of a liability. Gets caught staring a little too long at the quarterback, mm-hmm. late to react. He's not really built to kill to carry a tight end or running back downfield and cover those breaking routes, for example. Um, but you know, I, I, and then I was able to chart actually some of his like uh, his Senior Bowl one on ones. I think it was from the Tuesday, I want to say. And yeah, he's he's he was one of those guys that got absolutely cooked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the running yeah. from the tight ends, which <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always so hard to watch. It's not really fair oh, to a linebacker, right? Like, They're, yeah, yeah, it's just stupid, like that they get put in that position, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he, he's, he got, he got killed there. That was for sure. But <laughs> yeah, I mean the cover, it's going to be an issue, right? It's something for right. him to work on, but you know, he's late, he's a little late to recognize, recognize those routes. He takes some bad angles once he finally mm-hmm. does get there. Um, but his strengths in the, in, in the run game are, are kind of as a tackler and being like a fairly gap sound linebacker. Uh, ultimately I felt like he was more of like an early down linebacker instead of that kind of modern coverage backer that the NFL covets. Um, even though he was, he was a former safety, um, as mm-hmm. well. So I think, but I think there's still a, a lot of work to do there as a coverage player. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to like what he has to offer to stop the run. And then, um, Oh, I wrote yeah too. Even like despite his coverage issues, you mentioned the the wheel route. Um, but yeah. one of my other favorite plays for Muma is, is in coverage as well, um, and it's against Colorado State. So 
it's a pass play and he's the he's the whole defender and he ends up picking up the crosser 10 yards downfield he sticks with them tight coverage it the, the court it ends up turning into a check down for the quarterback because he's got nobody to throw to moment Muma covered the route well um, nice. so it turns into a check down the quarterback checks it down and Muma comes off the crosser comes downhill and he actually makes the makes the tackle on the check down for like a two yard gain so that was another really nice one yeah um so stuff like that you you like to see and and it kind of pops up as on tape but yeah uh, yeah i i liked muma um he's uh he's he's one of the more exciting players i think once the coverage stuff is worked out like you said he's got that high motor he's got a lot of the the splash plays and fun kind of to watch and um Mm. I think he'll be. I think he'll be exciting, and I think in the right spot uh, in the NFL, IDP people are gonna like fall in love with him for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and where, so, where did you have uh, as a, a, a landing spot? Landing spot. So this was another one, um, kind of a fun landing spot. I thought was I picked in round two. Seattle's got two picks, so I thought, what if he slides in? plays the you know keep jordan brooks where he's at and put muma in the bob he's gonna have to obviously progress the coverage i think there's some promise there like i said there's yeah. some nice flashes and uh i thought man that'd be a fun duo muma and jordan brooks yeah yeah okay so yeah i like the seattle landing spot i actually have one of the guys that i like a lot in in the seattle landing spot nice. a little bit later so uh, <laughs> that one makes perfect sense to me um i put chicago you? yeah chicago yeah well, with the bears nice. i mean it, you, they, they're bringing in matt eberflus as their head coach so we could see more of maybe that two linebacker defense um maybe even you know he ends up if he could become a starter next to roquan smith that could be huge for him i know they got nicholas morrow in there right now so he might not step right into that role but i think he could get there eventually and and once he does he can he can kind of leave those key coverage responsibilities to roquan Mm -hmm. um and then it allows him to kind of play downhill and hopefully clean up some of uh chicago's run defense woes as well from from the previous season so yeah Absolutely, man. I, I like that spot too. They they could use a little something next to Roquan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they got to figure out something there. I mean, Moro, we'll see. He, he's not too bad, and you know they've had guys Trevathan, Ogletree, not not the best options right now. Yeah, Alec is a resurgence of, of Alec Ogletree. Alec, yeah. <laughs> he's like really struggles in coverage. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, I think Muma's an upgrade in coverage over Ogletree for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> in that regard. I could see it for sure. Um, all right, next guy on the list is Brandon Smith from Penn State. So the positives for me is another one of those guys uh, with the like punishing hits, um, especially yeah. against Ball State. Um, he just shows off a lot of power as a tackler, usually driving guys backwards. He's he's really plays like a freight train. He runs mm-hmm. through running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks. Doesn't really matter. He just hits hard. Um, and then I actually liked his zone coverage. Uh, I thought he does. He did yeah. a nice job staying on top of those potential receivers in zone. Um, it allowed him to kind of close quickly and limit any yak, uh, which is a lot of the time the most you can ask of your linebackers in coverage, yes. really, right? So. Yeah. Um, and then the quickness too, like shows this off when, you know, he needs to shed blocks has a nice swim move actually that he uses to, to util- that he utilizes, um, when he's shedding blocks. So that, that was interesting to see. Um, and then the negatives were again, kind of those, 
coming back to shedding blocks. It's outside of that swim move that he does. Um, the power that we see from him as a tackler, it just doesn't mm-hmm. show up very often when he's tasked with shedding a block. He gets locked up and moved like a lot. Um, so that that was a big problem for me. The, the missed tackles as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. kind of that willingness to snuff out a life as a tackler can uh, lead to him swinging and missing on quite a few plays. So he had like a 15.3% mm-hmm. missed tackle rate as well. So that was a bit of a problem with Smith. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of notes on him. The main thing that really stands out with me is just kind of how hard he hits. Uh, it's really like he's just trying to inflict punishment every chance he gets. Um, and yeah. he he just he has to get better at shedding blocks. It was one of the only yes. negatives that I put and I included because it's such a big one for him. It was it was a real struggle for him. And that that swim move that he does in college is probably not going to work in the NFL. So <laughs> no. He's, he's got to work on that for sure. What did you think yeah. of Smith? So, um, yeah, you know, I've been uh, really intrigued with Smith since he came to Penn State. Um, being a Big Ten guy, I heard a lot about Brandon Smith coming in. He was a big-time recruit. Um, you know, he's a big linebacker, 6'3 and a half, 250. And he's got that long athletic frame. He's big. And he moves really well. Like, for it's just like, you know, he's, he ran a 4'5", 240. He speeds on tape. You, you see it. And he, I just think, you know, agility-wise, he's a fluid mover. And – I agree with you as far as that shows up in zone coverage. Um, you know, he moves well. He's got those long arms, big frame. He can get in passing lanes. I think he's, you know, that was his best trait in coverage was in zone. He can really drop and, and, and give give quarterbacks fits. Um, yeah, I agree. He can really hit with power. You know, he's he's got the big frame. He, he's got the speed to get downhill and crush you. Um, there's some nice, real nice reps. Um, he's got, you know, he's a toolsy linebacker, you know, if, yeah. if you will. Another one of those words, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, he's got he's got a like a real versatile skill set because he was asked to do a lot of different things at Penn State. Um, as a sophomore, he played their Sam role, which is a slot overhang role. Mm-hmm. So he spent a lot of time in space, and he had some nice plays and coverage. Um, and he also could blitz from there because he can he can get after it, you know, in, in a hurry. Um, as far as closing off the edge, um, so you know that was more of that space role. And then this last year he played more of a box role. Um, you know, he did okay. I thought it's kind of leads me into my, into my cons, I guess with them is I thought there was like mixed results with him playing in the box. You know, um, I thought his reads and his, his instincts were like inconsistent. Like some of these other guys, uh, I thought he just overall just didn't quite diagnose as much as I was probably harder on because I've been, waiting to see him like mm-hmm. emerge, you know, um, cause I really liked him as a recruit. Um, um, you know, he just didn't, he didn't, he, it's like, sometimes I wanted him to get downhill and hit with that power and he just didn't sometimes. Yeah. And, and it just, I wanted to see it more. And I think I'm hoping that's more of his inexperience of being in the box. Cause he played multiple, um, roles within that defense. And he was, you know, he was asked to do a lot, you know, it, a lot of different things. So I'm just hoping his eyes kind of speed up, with the game playing in the box and stuff. And um, yeah, I thought my last note was his, his block shedding technique just needs to work uh, yeah. <laughs> for a guy that's big, strong. He got, he got long arms. He just, he doesn't have a plan, yeah, you yeah. know? And, and, and yeah, that swim move's not going to work. <laughs> it's, it's not. Um, so yeah, definitely. He has the, uh, the strength and the build to do it. So he's going to, you know, yeah. going to have to get coached up there, but uh, yeah, Smith, Smith's an interesting player. Um, I think there's a lot to work with, and if the, if you can get 
the progression in his game as far as being more confident in the box, reading, reacting, um, you know, more swiftly, consistently to go with that coverage capability, you know, and, and the space capability for a bigger guy. He's pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I mean, interesting is, yeah, is, is a good way to describe him because yeah, there is- it's not a great way to describe him because it's not really taking a stance, but that's all I got. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's because you, you watch him and it's like, there's not like a ton that really like kind of stands out. That's obvious. Like some of these other guys, right. Yes. But you could, yes. you could kind of see the stuff that he needs to work on and you could see the stuff that he might be good at, yes. um, but it's just yeah. like, it's not yeah. quite there just yet. Yeah. Um, so that's, that kind of makes him like this more, like you say, more interesting kind of prospect. Could he develop? Could he not? Depends on, I guess, maybe the system that he goes to, how he's yeah. coached up at the next level and things like that. So, um, I mean, I put him for like landing spot wise, I put him with the the Bills. Uh, I, I thought maybe, mm. you know, if he takes a year to develop, for example, will the Bills ride out um, the last year of Tremaine Ed- Edmonds contract <laughs> and then maybe try to roll with Milano and Smith or something like that as, as linebackers of the future? Um I think that might be kind of a nice spot for him, but yeah, he, he's a tough one. He was a tough nut yeah. to crack for me. That's for sure. No, yeah, I agree. Um, and that's a, that's a cool landing spot. I, I like that. Um, I, I went Homer pick here and I went green Bay. Okay. I just, you know, like I said, I've kind of been following Brandon Smith okay, and yeah. I thought, you know, he needs to, he needs to develop and he needs to go somewhere where he's not going to get thrust into action, which he's not going to be ready likely wherever he goes but i thought you know green bay could use a good young talent like that. i mean the dude's got skills yeah he's got size it's just can you get the best out of him right and i thought man you know if he if he can sit and wait in the wings and watch devondre campbell go to work who's a bigger linebacker he's yeah. like 6'3 230 ish <laughs> um, you know what i mean he's another bigger guy who's asked to do a lot in that defense um you know maybe he could show him the ropes and um it, it'd be we, we could use a guy like that, you sure. know, to uh, boost our, our unit a little bit. You know, we drafted um, – well, Barnes is still there. And then uh, Isaiah uh, McDuffie out of uh, Boston College. You know, he's a smaller guy. Right. Um, I like him. I, I do as a – we're not going to go on a whole Green Bay tangent here, I promise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's different. I should say Smith's different than, than uh, what we got. So I just yeah. thought it would be – Go a little Homer pick there, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I could see it. Like you said, I mean, I, I, but yeah, I think the main takeaway kind of is that like, he's not quite ready to start just yet. Right. We've, right. Both yeah. guys didn't really put him in a spot where yeah. he's likely yeah. to start. So um, yeah, he's more of a project for sure, but uh, there's, there's definitely something to work with anyways, but yeah, I agree with that. No, that's definitely a, a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. How about the uh, Channing Tyndall from Georgia? Yeah. Channing Tyndall. Um, Here's a guy that blew up the combine, man. I, yeah. He was in the article I wrote up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, athletically, the dude is just straight up gifted. He blew up the combine. Uh, four four seven forty. Um, so he's right up there with uh, the Christian Harris's and the uh, Troy Anderson's as far as these guys that just got flat out speed. Um, 42 inch vertical, which tied for the tops of all players. I think it was with Lewis C. I believe. Oh, wow. And, and uh, 129 inch broad. So the speed explosion numbers are freaking awesome um love to see it um 62230 strong well-built dude i mean yeah he's he's put together he plays the game i think he plays with like a nice physical edge mm-hmm. you know like he he can he hits with pop he can really deliver deliver uh big crushing hits when he tracks you down um 
got speed explosiveness and like he straight up hunts down ball carriers yeah you know that i'm sure you've probably seen the highlight it's in that clemson game where he takes will shipley down he's he's uh he's on the left inside left side and the play is kind of like a toss kind of a read mm-hmm. option type play and he, they pitch it to will shipley and he straight up tracks him down yeah yeah it's just <laughs> awesome like he's just got that kind of ability um and I, I thought he was a handful as a blitzer as well. Um, you know, he's like I said, explosive, powerful guy. Um, he, he can he can blitz from the interior, and if you put him on off the edge to scream off the edge, he can he can get after it too. Um, he's he's a handful in that regard. Oh, yeah. um, cons, uh, you know, I know the competition was pretty dang stiff at Georgia, but he didn't get a significant role until this year, so right. a little bit concerning um, there. Obviously, when when you don't seize a role until your last year, but is what it is. I mean, it wasn't for lack of competition around him, you know. Um, it wasn't he wasn't playing against Alex Anzalone uh, <laughs> in practice. <laughs> um uh, he's a he's a bit inexperienced and I thought it showed his play diagnosing in his reads. There's times he would just take a step or two and end up flowing the wrong way. And you know, it, I think that's just he, he's just gonna have to get more reps. You know, just yeah. a guy who didn't didn't see a lot of time. Uh, and I think it's something as he gets coached up and, and gains experience, he can build on. But yeah, definitely just um, it isn't inexperienced shows right. um, as far as that regard. And, uh, you know, uh, well built, explosive athlete, a little tight in his change of direction. You know, he, he's not a, a loose fluid mover per se. Um, not that he's completely, you know, a block or anything. Right. But uh, yeah, but um, not just, you know, uh, I, he's a fun guy to watch, man. He, he really is. Like I said, he he can really, really, really hunt down ball carries and deliver yeah. uh, uh, with power. And uh, as a blitzer, I thought he was he was pretty damn effective. Um, just just a guy that needs some more reps, man. That's kind of what I had on. Him. Yeah. How, how about you? Yeah, that, I mean that that that's a good point. Like you said, the the lack of experience for sure. But I'll, yeah, I'll start with the positives for him. And and one of the the big ones is his range, right? So he just makes a ton of plays like wide yeah. of the numbers and, and in the backfield because he has speed and, and a nose for the mm-hmm. ball. Um, his chase game is really like incredible. His, he covers a ton mm-hmm. of ground quickly. He makes those plays, like you said, against Clemson. Um, there's even a sack he gets uh, on like a QB scramble. I think it's against Arkansas. Um, where yes. He beats like six of his teammates ahead of him um, yes. who are closer to the quarterback and gets the sack. Um, yes. So like just stuff like that. Like he's just, he, he recovers well um, at that, that quickness and that relent relentlessness. It shows yeah. up for him quite a bit so if he's playing um you know those curl flat areas of the of the field in zone and and you know the quarterback's checking down to his zone there's a good chance that play's going nowhere because he snuffs yep. it out so fast um mm-hmm. uh, and then he, he did the same thing if he's playing kind of that spiral in, in man coverage he plays it well because if that quarterback is scrambling he he's a he attacks quickly which is mm-hmm. which is nice to see so um, and you mentioned it, the blitzing. Um, he makes a bunch of plays as a pass rusher. I think he had nine sacks this past season, uh, 26 wow. pressures on 102 blitz attempts. So like you said, could line him up on the edge or have him rushing through the A-gaps. He's shown that ability to kind of win either way, right? So mm-hmm. those are really nice. Um, the negatives, 
I mean, the zone coverage, again, it, it could get better here, obviously. Um, he does have a few blips where he's playing a little out of position or slow to react. Um, I know there's that play in the national championship game right in the in the red mm-hmm. zone where yep. uh, N'Kobe Dean loses his shit on him. because he flips out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not, yeah. He not only blows his assignment, but he also yeah. runs into Dean on the yeah. play, which yeah. almost stops ble- Dean from, from cleaning it up for him. And <laughs> yep. luckily, Alabama didn't score on that play because Dean, yeah, once he recovered, he was pretty pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he let, let him have it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the the one year starter thing, right? So four years at Georgia, which is like you said, a typically good linebacker school. Um, right. So he didn't get a starting job until year four. I, I mean, I know the guys that he played behind haven't looked like great in the NFL. Take Crowder, Monty Rice. Um, mm-hmm. He also played behind Quay Walker, who we'll talk about. But um, e- even still, you know, these are it's not the the easiest of competition to win a starting job from. So even this year, I think was he was more of like a part time player uh, at times as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what I did see from him, like I, I, I ended up liking quite a bit, uh, he showed off elite speed, great range, was a very effective blitzer. Um, the problem again is just that be for being a four-year player, that sample size is pretty small. I think, uh, that might be something that causes him to, to fall in the draft to the point where he won't be an immediate starter. But I, I do think, uh, with some time to develop or he lands on like a linebacker needy landing spot, um, he does possess like valuable skills for being an NFL linebacker and can emerge as a starter probably eventually. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel decently good about, uh, about Channing Tindall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there, man. Uh, he's like you said, um, he, he can cover ground. Like yeah. he, it's, it, he's fun to watch, man. It, the sample size is small, but what he puts out there is, is pretty damn nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think Nicobe Dean gets like a lot of the press for like his range, right? Because sure. he has so many yeah. of those plays. But yeah, like Channing Tindall, I think just percentage of snaps that he plays, like probably has just as many uh yeah. uh, plays as as Dean does as far as that range goes. He's he's pretty he's pretty exciting and explosive. Absolutely, yeah. And like, you know, like I said, uh the, the combine numbers backed up like what you said with the yeah. you, you know exciting range um and he, he tested like like his tape showed and it's always always nice to see just backs up what you you know you were hoping to see yeah. um but yeah uh i agree with you man super exciting guy as far as um what he put out there um he can he can get after it dude he, he can cover he can cover the field it's fun <laughs> yeah definitely where where did you have him uh as a landing spot so i picked uh pittsburgh oh, okay nice. um like you said uh you know i quotations next to it sit and develop they're gonna Devin bush obviously has been a disappointment they're gonna roll them <laughs> all for now um they brought in miles jack they let Schobert go they brought in miles jack in a two-year deal because whatever gotta have somebody yeah. I, those guys are what they are um they're gonna roll them out so tyndall can sit and you know develop this first year for sure um i think we both agree that's going to be good for him to sit yeah. and watch um yeah. And I think if they do decide they want to use him at some point, they know what he's good at, mm-hmm. right? I mean, put him out there. He, he's going to be solid against the run. He can cover. He, he can track it down. He can cover sideline and sideline, and he can blitz him. Yeah. You know, hell, if you want to put him out off the edge, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and give, you can, not that they will. I mean, it's probably not likely, but you know what he's good at if you need to utilize him at all in his rookie year, and you can let him sit and develop. So I thought Pittsburgh might be a decent spot for him being that – IDP wise, I kind of like because the competition's not great down the road. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like that call because, like you said, um, yeah, it gives them a chance to kind of develop, and it's a pretty good system. Like as far as 
like his skill set goes, right? Like you said, like they're a blitz heavy team, right? Yeah. So they, they might use him in that, in that regard. And sure. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not impossible to beat out Devin Bush for a job. And Miles <laughs> Jack is fairly limited as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we know what they are. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I got How about you. Yeah. I went a little bit more selfish with, with my landing spot because I wanted to see him start right away, even though I agree that it's probably yeah. not gonna happen um i went with the jacksonville jaguars so Ooh, um, nice yeah no miles jack no damien wilson yeah, i mean it's spot. foyer luicon basically standing alone yep. and i don't think dylan moses or shaquille quarterman are necessarily the answer for lb2 no. right now no. <laughs> so, no. yeah there's still some time for them to bring in somebody else but who knows i mean it's it's a it's not a very good linebacker core right now so no. tyndall i think could uh be the best shot to take on um or the Jack or Jacksonville could be a good shot to take a player that that might fall a little bit later in the draft and end up being a hit for them. So, for IDP um, purposes, if he were to go to Jacksonville, I'd be pretty excited about that. I agree. That's a, I like that call too, and that that would give him definitely a nice boost because yeah. if they don't bring anybody significant at all, um, right? I mean, um, he can hold up. He's got the athleticism. Yeah. He's got the build, and they know what he's good at. So. Um, they, I mean, they will know what he's good at because it's pretty evident on tape with, yeah. with what he's put out there. Um, I like that spot a lot. That's be interesting. That yeah. would that could be some production right away. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, when he finally gets a chance to start right away, and it's in the yeah. NFL. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, I think our last. Yeah, this is our last player on the list, and it rounds out the the trio of uh, Georgia linebackers as well. So. Uh, yep. Quay Walker. Um, so for me, the positives were his movement. So I think he moves really well in space, um, just like as fluid a mover a mover as there is in this class. And for me, that starts with his eyes. Like you can tell he's able to diagnose plays quickly by following just by looking at his eyes. You 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 can see um, it, it gives him that kind of great movement of his like to attack and 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 you know what he's seeing. Um, he's not easily fooled by the offense's eye candy, uh, motions and things like that. Um, and a really smooth shedder of blocks as well. So mm-hmm. again, kind of coming back to his eyes, he doesn't really uh, take his eyes away from the ball and he could shed those second level blocks without getting distracted by them. If that makes sense. Um, it, it's very yeah. it, to, to make like a pretty big comp here. It's very Micah Parsons esque in how he sheds his blocks. Um, And again, I know it's a big comp, but just for that aspect of his game specifically, it reminded me a lot of Parsons uh, watching his tape as he's, he's always kind of got eyes on the ball. He's Mm -hmm. not distracted by, by the blockers um, almost at all. And he's, he moves around them very smoothly. So that was a big plus for, for Walker for me. Um, And then a really strong tackler too, just seven missed tackles for his entire college career. Um, So a 5.1% missed tackle rate since 2018, um, which is, which is pretty impressive. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And they also blitzed the shit out of him against yeah. uh, Alabama in the national championship yep. game. He had 20 pass rush attempts in that game for six oh pressures. Um, so it was definitely more than any game for that entire season. He didn't get a sack, but he still did that. He still did his job well in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. so there's, there's a lot to like there with Walker as far as like, um, negatives go, like 
he's not strong when he when he does get locked up um he's pretty much done if uh, mm-hmm. if offensive linemen get his hands on him and again that's one of those things that is pretty much true with almost all the linebackers yep. in this class right so he's not like technically perfect he he does get beaten in coverage he he can be overpowered by offensive linemen but again these are things that kind of plague all linebackers really so i think the you know the way that he he can diagnose plays, uh, stick to running backs and tight ends downfield and slip blocks before they get to him are kind of the keys for me uh, to help him translate to the NFL and be an effective uh, IDP as well. So uh, again, the Georgia linebacker room was pretty crowded. There's there's no doubt about that, but Walker still found a way to kind of stand out as uh, one of the most sound linebackers of the bunch, I thought. Um, a solid player. I think he has great size, athletic ability that could translate to the NFL. And uh, yeah, no surprise that he's been kind of rising up draft rankings quite a bit over the last month and a half as well. Yeah, he definitely has. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. A lot of, a lot of the same notes here. Uh, athletically, I just put he's like a kind of like a good all-around athlete, the way he operates, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of coincides with his size being 6'4", 241. Um, he's got long arms, big size. He's kind of got a thinner frame, but I mean, 6'4", 241 is, you know, pretty solid build overall. Right. Um, yeah, long athletic build, big wingspan, um, provides him a nice tackle radius. He's a, like you said, sound tackler, big tackle radius. I think he hits, you know, he hits with power and he wraps up well um, in that regard. Uh, thought he uses length. He, he uses his length well at times to hold off blockers. Like you said, kind of he's, he's using it as he's, making his move, you know, he's, he's got a kind of a nice little feel there as he's, as he's working through the traffic and uh, you know, you got to hold him off. You got, yeah. once those big, those are big men, yeah. right? They're just, <laughs> they're just big, strong dudes, man. You know, they're, when they get into you, you're just toast. You know, it is what it is. Like you said, um, you know, he can use his length when he drops in coverage, getting passing lanes. Um, he's got the size and can physically match up with tight ends. Um, yeah. You know, that big wingspan, big build. Um yeah, you ran a nice time at the combine too. That four five two was uh, was pretty solid. I thought time for him, uh, real nice. Um, yeah, uh, cons. Um, I thought there was sometimes he got a little over aggressive. Um, you know, he kind of took a couple of false steps and, and overran his fit a little bit here and there. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, once once they get into his body, if he doesn't hold him off and and, and shed and move, uh, you know, he's he's going backwards. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's common. Like you said, common theme. Uh, we've talked about it here with a lot of these guys. It's it's tough. When they get in, it was those big guys getting your body. You're going backwards. They're just powerhouses. They're oh yeah, three hundred pound plus men who are they don't like <laughs> they don't like you either. They want to yeah, hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Walker's uh, intriguing. That this Georgia trio of linebackers really is something crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as far as landing spot, like I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Like I. First off, yeah, the Georgia linebackers are something uh, <laughs> to behold. That's for sure. Unreal um, that they have three guys here that we're talking about in in the top ten, and um, could all be potential like potentially taken in the first two days of the draft. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then landing spot. So I want. So this is the one where I went with the the Seahawks. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought like if you want another like two hundred and forty pound linebacker <laughs> to come and play alongside yeah. Jordan Brooks, uh, I think yeah. there we go. Right. So Cody yep. Cody Barton doesn't really feel like the right answer to me, and I think yeah. a second round pick on Walker is pretty plausible if you're Seattle. So um, 
we know Carroll's going to utilize like two down every down players with Wagner gone. Um, and I think uh, for where they're drafting and given the other options at that point, I kind of love this spot for Walker if, if it were to happen. No, I like that a lot. And that's one of those spots um, it fits and it'd be nice for production right away. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, this one too is kind of a spot. Uh, it could be nice for production. It's going to probably hurt everybody's favorite sleeper, but Atlanta, Right, um, right. Was it I picked? A uh, little competition for uh, Michael Walker, who I, yeah, you know, the Walker uh, brothers. They were, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I picked Atlanta. Um, I, you know, they could, I think he'd be a, a nice fit next to uh, Deion Jones. And, um, you know, like you said, hurt everybody's sleeper pick here a little bit with Michael Walker stepping in that role. We'll see. All right. But um, yeah, just a, another uh, a little competition for him. The Walker Bros is going to battle it out, you know. Definitely, um, yeah, and that's fine. You know, we're, I mean, before the draft and before free agency is done, a lot of sleepers are going to get killed. It just <laughs> oh, it yeah. happens every yeah. year, right? Every <laughs> freaking year, you write yeah. all these like opportunity and yeah. this and that, and then you know, boom. Uh, Dude yeah. comes in and takes the job. Exactly. Yeah. I or mean, or they tell you Zayvon Collins is going to be the guy and hand him the keys and Jordan Hicks is going to go somewhere yeah. and then you just you cut know. Jordan Hicks and you're like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just completely duped us there and pissed uh, everybody yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always something with the NFL. So yeah. Um, yeah. They don't I mean, make it easy on us. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> we we take our shots and some of them hit and a lot of them yeah. get killed. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like, I do like that spot though. Um, that would be nice for Walker. It'd be really interesting to see if he, if he'd be able to win a starting job right away. I think he's good enough that he could, um, what Michael Walker is pretty good too. So yes, I uh, agree. Yeah. It would be interesting. I like that. Um, all right. So here we go. That was all 10 players. Um, yeah, we're, let's get into the rankings. Cause like, (laughs) like we said, I'm really looking forward to hearing your list. Cause I mean, I think I had a much tougher time ranking these guys uh, this year than I did last year. I, I, I've kind of kind of gone back and forth on a few spots uh, quite a bit. I think my one and two changes all the time. But they, <laughs> it stays the same guys. And then like everywhere in between is just constant fluctuation. So, I, I mean, again, this is pre-draft ranking, obviously. So landing spots are going to likely change things quite a bit. But the way I ranked them was based on on kind of talent and how comfortable I feel about like their NFL outlook. So um, actually, this this kind of maybe this pre-draft list probably fits well for like that new all 22 fantasy format, yeah. um, which we're going to be in, right? Which uh, yeah. if, if anybody listened to uh, our rookie redraft episode uh, with the IDP show guys, um, we had an interview with the, the founders of all 22 um fantasy at the end of that podcast so you can always check that out and also follow those guys at all 22 pff but basically uh fantasy scoring for players that actually perform well on the field and not just about like counting stats so yeah super exciting format i'm, I'm pumped yeah. uh it's just super innovative and new I'm, I'm pumped to try it out yeah it's a lot of fun i got i got a chance to beta test it last year and it was it was fun it's it's a cool thing and i'm looking forward to doing a, a league with you guys too that'll be yeah a, that'll be a oh, lot yeah. of fun. we'll have yeah. a good time for that one absolutely um, but yeah so so this these rankings i mean it's landing spot is is you know it, it, we're we're not really taking a landing spot into right. into account here we're just going based on uh 
how we feel about these guys and their their NFL outlook. So why don't we start from number 10 and work our way to number one? So who do you have at number 10? Number 10, I have Brandon Smith. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, I think when we talked about he's just kind of – and the thing is, is like, it's not that I don't like any of these guys at the bottom. And I think we're going to be different on a few because yeah. I got a couple of guys I'm still – I've flopped. This was a really tough group to rank for me because they're, oh, yeah. we were talking about before the show, they're very different. Yeah. But um, I'm probably unsure the most on how Brandon – I like what Brandon Smith brings as a toolsy linebacker. I'm just really unsure how he's going to translate, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um because I, I have him as number nine. So okay. um, I, I put number 10, I put Troy Anderson. Um, I, I, I still like Anderson. I just like, I think like you said, the same thing, like with, what you're saying with, uh, with Brandon Smith is just, I'm not sure quite if he's going to translate as well to the NFL. Um, we'll see. I mean, like you said, he had the good testing numbers and things like mm. that. Um but he's, he projects more as like kind of a project player. So I'm not going to be super into him for IDP depending on the landing spot. And and right now I have him as number 10, but he was one that I, I've moved around quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, number nine for me was Brandon Smith. Uh, Brandon Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um, I think that my number nine is going to be a guy who have higher and I don't even like this ranking because I flipped <laughs> him a lot. And I have Quay Walker, number nine. Okay. And and it's probably going to be lower than yours, and I fight myself with it because I like him as a player. Sometimes I, I like, will bake in progress, like progression to right. some of these guys, and I just flip-flop him, and I did it a lot with this list. But I'm probably comfortable with Quay Walker as a player more than some of these other guys. I just – for now, that's where I had him, and I could see that being the one that climbs – a lot in my rankings fair enough fair enough yeah i know i i spoilers i do have quite walker a lot <laughs> i figured as much <laughs> which is fine i mean that's it's gonna be fun to kind of compare this to yeah. right because like you said like we're there everybody's so different not there's not really like a great kind of all-around player i mean the, the top two you could argue that are really good but even they have their coverage problems right so sure um yeah. Yeah, it's all just kind of depending on how you you could picture them translating, and um, yeah, I mean that that that's that's fair. I I could see any of these guys ranked anywhere within yeah. the top ten. So, um, all right. So you have number nine, Quay Walker. Um, my number eight, uh, I went with Christian Harris uh, from yeah. Alabama. So I'm not completely sold on Harris. I thought you know there was a lot of negatives for him. Um, at Alabama, even though he does have some, some decent tools. Uh, again, just, I think, you know, looking at my list a little bit, I, they're kind of ranked for how I feel, (laughs) um, like how the later guys I think are more like project players. And then the guys at the top, I think I have more like NFL ready. So, um, just that, that, that's how Harris kind of projects for me is a little bit more of a project. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, that's definitely fair. I have Channing Tindall at number eight. Okay. Um, like I said, I like Tindall. I like what he brings. Uh, you know, the, the inexperience, um, he's going to have to get – mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, you you could put them anywhere and I'd agree because it. this group is such is such a diverse group of like skill sets, size, builds. It's And, and you have to be willing to either – like have a good feeling on them progressing or not, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, uh, 
it, it's a tough group, but I had Tyndall at, at eight. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had Tyndall higher than where I have him right now, and I've had him lower than I've had him right yeah, now. Me too. Um, and I think it is, I think it's just because of that sample size, right? It's yeah. just, it's, it's, we haven't seen like enough from him. Um, so we're kind of betting a little bit on, on what he could be as, as far as what we've seen. So, yep. All right, cool. So that was your Tyndall's was your number eight. Who's your yep. number seven? Seven is a guy who's been seven, eight, nine, and ten on this list for me, and that's Troy Anderson because okay. I don't know what to do with him, and tomorrow <laughs> I might feel differently. Um, like when we talked about him as a player, um, there was some really cool flashes mm-hmm. as far like you said he do it as just an aggressive guy who flies around, and I, I like I said there was the one recovery um, coverage drop where I was just like holy shit he really just just bailed and smoothly yeah. but then there was just the the lack of recognition on the next rep but it's but like he could be he could be exciting and i i'm a sucker for that <laughs> sometimes sometimes i don't and sometimes i am you know sometimes i'm willing to, to to give a little bit on the progression side so i had anderson at seven and he's been everywhere um, yeah, from yeah. seven to ten in my list <laughs> i could see that i could definitely yeah. see it um so i put uh brian asamoah uh, from Oklahoma right at seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just, like we said, he's just kind of a smaller guy. Um, might have a tougher time in the NFL. I still like him. I mean, th- yeah, I think really like these top seven guys. I like quite a bit. I think there's a, a drop off for me between se- one, one through seven and eight, nine, 10. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I still like Osimo quite a bit, but yeah, I, he, he's he's a little bit lower than me for uh, from some of the other guys. Right on, yeah. Um, I going into six. I that's where I have Osimo. I have okay. I have him at six. Um, like I said, when we were talking about him, uh, I know we've talked about him enough for it. He's he's a guy that's tapes kind of grew on me. When I watched him earlier and I watched him again, and right. Um, yeah, you know, smaller guy. He's different than like a Troy Anderson, right? You know, yeah. bigger guy, and, and and like a Quay Walker's got way more experience than than Troy Anderson, but he's a bigger guy. Like, there's just a right. different mix. And um, Esmo's a guy who's growing on me. And um, yeah, he came in at six, so pretty close to yours. Nice. Um, yeah, my number six was oh man. So this one hurt me because I had him higher, and then there was other guys that I watched later who I ended up liking yeah. more. Um, yeah. But the big thing for me, uh, so I'll say number six is Leo Chanel um, okay. from Wisconsin. So the big thing was was just the coverage. Um, yeah, I, yep. I think it's going to be a problem. I it might be a little bit. It might take a lot of time to kind of coach up. Um, it might not be something that he's able to do uh, just because of his size and his ability um, as kind of just being like that two down thumper. He might never really kind of translate to that coverage linebacker mm-hmm. uh, three down player. So again, it depends on the system that he goes to the, and what they ask of him. But um, I like him a ton as a run defender and mm-hmm. I think he'll put up a ton of tackles, but yeah, just as far as long-term like staying ability in the NFL, I'm, little less confident yeah no i get that um yeah I, chanel's my next guy we're kind of going okay right. we're real close yeah uh five i had chanel uh i had the same concerns as you um he's a guy that you know scheme um is going to go into his idp value once just once we see where he lands because yeah. dude can rack up tackles but you know what what kind of snap share is he going to get at not being a guy who's going to hold up in coverage yeah. um would love to see him in a blitz heavy scheme um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, I love him as a, as a run defender, but, yeah. um, definitely 
one of the guys I'm keeping an eye on to see what scheme he lands in for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Because yeah, he, you know, he's going to put up tackles when he's on the right. field. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my number five, this is where I went Channing Tindall. Um, okay. I can see that. So basically I just kind of split the difference because I put him right <laughs> in the middle uh, just because, you know, I liked a lot what, what what he did put on tape, but there's not like a ton of it. So I, I kind of stuck him right in the middle there as far as like my confidence level in him. So he, he comes in at number five for me. Nice. Um, and then at number four, I did put Chad Muma uh, from Wyoming. So I, like you said, this he's an exciting player to watch. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the NFL is going to like him quite a bit just because of his energy level and everything that he can bring. Um, I, I slightly worried about the the coverage stuff with him as well, but uh, I, I like him enough to to have him inside the top five there. No, I like it. Um, my number uh, four was Christian Harris. Um, I I get he's not everybody's mm-hmm. um, uh, flavor of choice because there's some peaks and valleys to his game. Um, sure. You know, me putting him to the Jets kind of tells you what I'm hoping for with him. <laughs> you know, going to like you said right away, like yo, it makes sense going to a guy like Salah and and uh, he he could use something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of baking some progression into that one. Um, I kind of looking on the brighter side with his skill set yeah. and, and, and uh, hopefully he lands in a favorable scheme and, you know, gets the, gets the coaching to uh, get him where he needs to get to. So. Yeah. I think it's possible. Like, I think he does have a wide range of outcomes just in yeah. what he can be. So, it, I mean, the fact that we have him on different ends of the scale, I don't think that, you know, is, is all that crazy yet. I, I think no, I could see him being yeah up higher on the list for sure. I could see me flopping him and Quay Walker pretty easy now that we're talking this through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And that's my number three. I went Quay yeah. Walker. I ended up liking him a ton. Um, I mean, I know I, I, I listed some negatives for him uh, just as far as like, you know, getting locked up at, at, by those offensive linemen and things like that. And, you know, a little bit of the coverage was, but it's just for me, the, the amount of stuff that I think he does well, uh, is enough to outweigh a lot of that stuff for me. And, and I thought, uh, I thought he was really impressive. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure, I don't think, I, I don't think I've seen a lot of people have Quay Walker as number three, uh, in their, their linebacker ranking. So maybe I'm alone on that one, but, uh, and I ended up liking him quite a bit and I'm, I'm excited about where, what he could be in the NFL. No, I, I totally dig that, man. And I've seen him high on, on a lot of analyst lists too. He's kind of, like you said it when you were talking about him. He's a guy who's rising, right. and um, I think I, I I like Quay Walker. I probably have him too low because I have some of these guys like Troy Anderson ahead of him, and I you know like I said you know like Asamoa, I kind of kept him in that spot. He kind of rose a couple spots. I'm more comfortable with a guy like Quay Walker than I am Troy Anderson as a player. I'm just sometimes like. This guy could be something. He could be fun. You know, it's just yeah, one of yeah. those deals. I totally agree with you that Quay Walker and that, and he's a guy who's getting a lot of buzz too. He, right. he has a really nice all around game. Um, totally agree with you. Um, my, my number three is uh, Chad Muma. Um, nice. Yeah. I, yeah. Right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, he, he's, he's just, he caught my eye right away when I watched the tape and I've been a fan <laughs> since. Um, yeah. Like you said, a little bit of uh, a coverage progression needed if he's going to be, you know, as good as I hope, but uh, just a stud against the run. And uh, yeah, if he gets a favorable land spot, I, I kind of like his his uh, projection for for IDP. Yeah, IDP 
people I think are going to love him. Um, yes. Him and Leo yeah. Chanel, I think people are going to oh, be yeah. really excited about. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch dudes wreck people, those are yeah. the two guys to watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that means our our top two are yes. same players. Uh, just going to depend on order here. So yeah. Um, all right, I'll uh, I'll say my number two is Nakobe Dean. Um, so I don't know how different we are there, but um, I, it again, I like I said, I switched the one and two con- constantly. It's yeah. it's between <laughs> Lloyd, it's Dean, it's Lloyd, it's Dean. Um, ultimately, I just think like Lloyd just feels like a, like the better prospect, like all around prospect for me right now. Um, but oh my god, it, it's so close. I yeah. I ended up coming away liking Lloyd as the top guy, but I could easily be swayed in, into Nicobe Dean um, as as number one as well. So, oh no, dude, I, I'm right with you. I have Dean number two, and I have Lloyd number one. Okay, fight myself every day about yeah. it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know mean, we've said it, probably broken record by this point, but they're different players, and yeah. it's you know what I mean. There, you got a smaller, explosive guy, and you got this other guy who freaking lines up as a wide nine some games and, yeah. and you know it just does a lot of different shit um yeah exciting couple players i, I have dina too and lloyd is one for now we might dm each other tomorrow and show our rankings exactly. tomorrow and be completely different <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? oh i think there's a good chance that they're they're gonna change i mean by the yeah time oh yeah I write them yep. up for for the website in a couple of weeks i think there's a chance that i'll, I'll probably have moved some guys around but yeah yeah D- lloyd i just came away like loving like like that playmaker ability that, that we talked yeah. about, right? Like yes. that was such a big thing for me. I mean, N'Kobe Dean had the range, but and that showed more on tape, but it didn't mean that Lloyd doesn't have it, right? He definitely yeah. does. Um, but yeah, that that was just the the slight difference right now is Devin Lloyd. Um, just that that nose for the ball, ability to make mm-hmm. the most of his opportunities. Um, and yeah, the versatility thing where they're lining him up as friggin' wide nine against left tackles with his hand raised is just awesome. So yeah, it, it's Devin Lloyd for me, number one. And I'm, I'm glad we got one at least uh, the same here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not surprised we got them different with this group. Yeah. And, no, Cause like they're, it, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. Um, you know, but we finished strong. We, you know, we Molson brought it on the end here. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we, did. we went uh, ten of the top linebackers in this year's class. I mean, the NFL draft is fast approaching. I, I mean, a lot closer than it was at the start of this podcast, anyways. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we put in another uh, two-hour episode yeah. covering right? these rookies. So hopefully people enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I mean, a major thank you to the great one, Kyle Bellafuel, for coming on, dropping his top-shelf knowledge on the masses. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Kyle, man, thank you so much for, for coming on and breaking it all down. Oh, man, you're too kind. You're making me blush over here up in the <laughs> UP. <laughs> no, dude, uh, uh, seriously, it's just so much fun, and I really appreciate you having me on again. Uh, we did it last year. I had a blast, and, um, dude, this was just as fun. And, um, dude, at any time, man, this is, this is great, and I always enjoy talking shop with you. And, and before the show, we're we're sharing random stories, talking about yeah. whatever and shooting the shit. And uh, now dude, this is, this is awesome. Um, fun time of year. And I really appreciate you having me on to, uh, to hang with you, man. This is fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I, so 
podcast that I look forward to now uh, every year. And I'm glad we get to do it twice too, because we get to do yeah. it in, uh, after the draft. So that'll be fun. Run it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before, before you go, please tell the people where they can find more of you and your work. All right on, man. Um, so you can find all my work over at idpguys.org. Um, don't have a ton of written material out right now. Um, been working on our um, rookie magazine covering offense and defense. So I've been writing profiles for that. We've been working real hard on that um, as a group. A lot of really, really great people um, from writers to editors to, you know, Nate steering the thing and faith editing and, and Joey keep us on task. And just a lot of, it's a great group of people from IDP guys. And then we got um, Jason from dynasty nerds. Great dude, Evan, um, just a great group of people. Um, a lot of fun. So I've been working on that. I uh, put out an article as a post combine IDP kind of a recap. Um, that was fun just to get some thoughts out there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, then you can catch me uh, hanging with my dude uh, Hollywood on the IDP nation <laughs> podcast where we talk IDP nonsense and, you know, crush some cans and uh, <laughs> Daryl tends to fire me every, I would say like, at least once an episode. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. But he, he calls me back afterwards. <laughs> but no, man. Uh, yeah. I'm around it. You know, DMS are always open as well, man. Um, always down to, to answer any questions best I can and, you know, talk football, talk, whatever. Um, feel free to hit me up anytime. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely follow Kyle on the Twitter as well at KBell54. Yep. Yep. Um, And yeah, if you couldn't tell, he's one of the most uh, knowledgeable and kindest people in the IDP world. So you would be, uh, (laughs) make sure to be following him and yeah, hit up those DMs too um, and get him some questions because he's got a ton of knowledge. So uh, as for me, I can be found on uh, pff.com on the tweeter at pff underscore macri uh, and right here in the idp show feed every other week with a new episode uh, including in a couple of weeks when we continue the rookie idp deep dive with the edge class with another great mind from idpguys.org mr joey the tooth so until then idp's out